The 700 Taste Podcast is totally meant for entertainment purposes only. Also, they don't own the rights to any of the righteous clips they're going to be using. The 700 Taste Podcast is going to contain bogus adult language and heinous adult material. So if you're easily offended, you should totally stop listening now. Party on. Be excellent to each other. In 2019, Jasperino purchased 700 VHS tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia and you like VHS, and if you can find him, maybe you can listen to the 700 Tapes Podcast. important journey. I was to help fulfill the destiny of the two great ones, Bill and Ted. Wild Stallions rule! Whenever time stands still and trouble moves too fast Say the future we must learn about the past Whoa! I bless you dudes in the most excellent names of Bill and Ted. Be excellent! Party on! Life was a bitch for Bill and Ted in 20th century San Dimas. Yet today, we have much to thank the two great ones for. Bowling scores are way up, mini golf scores are way down, and we have more excellent water slides than any other planet we communicate with. Although destiny could have taken a most heinous turn, we are thankful for the circuits of time that allow me to travel back and keep the two great ones on the correct path, ensuring our most excellent society. Totally! A society based on the philosophy and lessons learned during Bill and Ted's excellent adventures. Now, let's remember a time before the big homecoming dance at which Bill and Ted were scheduled to play. Let's visit the land of heavy metal with our most excellent cereal. Pass the gruel! Looks like a gruel duel, dude. Heinous display of manners. We've got a most excellent way to start your day. Or night. Bill and Ted's excellent cereal. Cinnamon oats with marshmallow notes. It's the most triumphant part of this complete breakfast. Awesome cereal duels. Who gets the last bowl? He does. New Bill and Ted's excellent cereal. It's most excellent. 
What's up, freaks and weirdos? Welcome to another episode of the 700 Tapes Podcast. VHS reviews just for you. Brought to you by myself, I'm your host, Jasperino. Joined by my co-host with the most, the man that puts the fun back in funeral, the man, the myth, the legacy, and he got no time for your shit, Mr. Roman Alvarado. How you doing, brother? Damn, it seems like I just saw you yesterday. Man, it seemed like it was yesterday. Just yesterday I was here, huh? We are doing Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. Since we are doing Bill and Ted, we are bringing you this episode live like a suicide from the past. From the past. You are hearing us a week ago today. And we're here to bring you messages. You were Marty McFly and I was Doc. Going back to the future. Great Scott. (laughs) Either that or... uh, Gotta get you back to the future. (laughs) 180 gigawatts. Rick and Morty. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know, Doc. (laughs) Oh, so, yeah, but that's another movie for another time. Today we are covering Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Been doing pretty good with these movies close to my black little heart. Mm-hmm. Bill and Ted was a staple of my childhood. Is Teenage years, really. Little? I thought it was like right. big and like purple like Barney. Good! <laughs> I said my heart. <laughs> my heart. <laughs> My heart, the shriveled up little black bean in my chest. (laughs) Anyway, so yes, we're coming to you from Labor Day a week ago, bringing you warnings and tidings of things yet to come. Much like the three ghosts in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Story, we are the ghost of podcasting past, and we are here to fuck it up. For sure. We're here to start some shit. Righteously. Was that uh, most triumphant? <laughs> egregiously. He said Egre- most egregiously. <laughs> most was, egregiously. I was like, did he just say egregiously? Fuck yeah. <laughs> so we are actually, we are double dipping this week because uh, Roman's not going to be here next weekend. I don't know what he's doing. but uh, I'm actually going out of town to see my daughter. Oh, that's cool. Yes, I'll be, I'll be gone for a week. So, I came up with the bright idea to double dip it. Just yeah, yeah, so you guys out there in the world. Holiday weekend. We hope you guys caught the Warriors episode. Oh, shit. Because we had a shit ton of fun <laughs> recording that at 11 o'clock at night on a Sunday. Because we didn't have anything else to do. Right. And uh, that, if you guys hung... Okay, if you guys are hung... I mean, if you're hung... I mean, if you hung... We want you to email us... Uh, well, contact us on social media on Facebook under the 700 Tapes Podcast. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page. On that page, you can find a button that leads you to our Facebook group, also called 700 Tapes Podcast. Um, you can find us on the IG on Instagram, uh, 700 Tapes, at 700 Tapes. Uh, find us on the uh, Twitter, Jasperino underscore 700 Tapes. But we want you to drop us a line, 700tapes at gmail.com. I want to hear from you guys. If any of you powered through 
Because that Warriors episode was like, damn near four hours like three, long. Three fifty. Three fifty. Three fifty. Three fifty and a half. <laughs> after all the shit at the end, after oh, all gosh. the music and everything's over, if you marathon through that with us and you power through, I want you to message us and let us know because we are going to give you a shout out Hell as a yes. super fucking fan of the Seven Hundred Tapes podcast. You are badass savage AF. If as people are still saying fuck. that, I don't know. Yes. We're going to light one up for you, yeah. freaks and weirdos out there. If you hung with us all the way through without stopping, <laughs> hell yeah. Light it up, throw it back, do oh, whatever you got to do. Because that episode is off the hizzy. Oh, my gosh. It was like, just, just so you guys know, <laughs> two hours in. <laughs> Dude, okay, so I said on the podcast that I had minimized, oh, I had minimized the program that records... The uh, the time that we're recording. Hang on a second. The milk has arrived. Oh shit! Um, we'll tell you why the milk has arrived in just a few minutes. We're gonna we're gonna keep that to ourselves for a second. But I had purposely minimized the program so we wouldn't know how much time we were burning because I knew it was going long, but I didn't care because I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Not only was that probably the most fun pod- podcast we've done yet, yes. I think it's the most fun podcast I've ever done in my life, and I've done quite a few podcasts. Damn. So, Damn. if you guys hung through that, you're fucking badass. Hell yes. But, um, yeah, so that was the Warriors. Mm-hmm. We powered through it. I had a lot of, dude. Yeah. I could do this with you every day, I think. If we had a daily right. show. Damn right. For I think, sure. And we got paid for this. For sure. For Man. sure. This is a labor of love. You know? Yes. But shit, if we got paid for it, oh, goodness gracious. We do not get paid for this Oof. unless you guys want to, you know. Package up before Loco. Package up some <laughs> for Loco. It's P.O. Box A, Santa Ana, California, 90210. You know the deal. You know the drill. Speaking of, when Roman comes back next week. Yes. Um, well, not. Okay. So, yeah, next week now. It'll be two weeks from what we're. Because we're coming to you from the past. Right. We're coming to you from the past. (laughs) When Roman comes back next week, we are actually going to announce the winner of our secret word, secret sentence contest. Mm -hmm. We're actually going to do two winners, we've decided. So we will be announcing both winners and sending out your prize packages. So if you guys have not sent your secret message, decoder ring message in yet... You still have time mm-hmm. to send that to 700tapes at gmail.com and ha- still have a chance to get picked at random for your 700tapes podcast prize pack. Yes. And it's going to have some cool shit in it. Hell the yes. Spirit Halloween stores are open, so I've been picking up some cool shit for everybody. Um, we got some uh, we got some, some checks and balances checks in there. Balance we got some stuff, stuff that I made with yes. my dirty little hands all by myself I and know it is not a used this. tissue <laughs> <laughs> you didn't put a little boogie I put a little, I put a little something, something in there a little piece of jasperino just for you Woo. secret sauce secret sauce so <laughs> I would ask you what you've done this week but I saw you yesterday so I know what you've been up to right Roman took a little nap right. a little nappy nap before we did this mm-hmm. this was actually this is a momentous occasion you guys don't really know how we do this we are an all VHS review podcast uh, no uh, direct downloads no via no uh, DVD blu-ray laser disc on demand voodoo hoodoo you do Hulu <laughs> net net face <laughs> Facebook whatever Um but um, we usually watch these movies separately, mm-hmm. and I like doing that because 
we bring different stuff to the table and we try not to talk too much about it before we get on here and do it. Right. So we're kind of surprised and it's kind of a live thing when we get on and talk to each other and we're like, oh yeah, I didn't, I never realized that. But today it was kind of a momentous occasion since it was a holiday. Right. This was the first time we actually watched the movie together in the same room. We uh-huh. don't do that very often. Um, I usually, I prep because I know what I'm doing. Yeah, that clanging you're hearing behind you is going to be explained here in just a second. Hang with us. We have a room full of people waiting yes, waiting to do this. My goal eventually is to have a website where we have a webcam. Mm-hmm. So you can actually not only listen to the podcast, you can choose to watch the podcast if you want. You can see us sitting here and doing all the crazy shit that we do while we're sitting here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're wondering you know, what happens while we're talking behind the scenes and what's going on. There's usually a lot going on. We just covered very well. Right. What was I talking about before that? You were talking about the momentous occasion of us both watching the movie at the same oh, time. Oh, that's right. Place. Yes. We don't use, I usually, um, cause we know beforehand about a week or so beforehand what the movie's going to be. So I work on the intros and the outros and the intermissions and the trailers and all that stuff beforehand. Um, I know it doesn't sound like <laughs> I just threw shit together, but I do put a lot of thought and work into it. Definitely. It's a lot of fun. I've got Halloween stuff lined up already. Right. I'm so excited about that. I've got separate folders for separate shows and <laughs> dude, it's amazing. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, this is the first time we actually sat down and watched the movie together while I made the notes and everything that I do. And then afterwards, we took a little bit of a dinner break. Roman took a little bit of a nap. Now we're refreshed. Refreshed. We're back at it. Oh, God, we probably shouldn't have eaten anything before we do what we're about to do. (laughs) Let me tell you a little bit about Bill and Ted and me. Um, I love Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted came out in 1988. I was in eighth grade. I'm still in my father's uh, ball sacks. Right? (laughs) I'm not born until 91. I was in eighth grade, and um, this was the coolest movie, I think. My friend and I went and saw it. My friend, I think it was my friend Paul Johnson, if I remember correctly, um, went and saw this, and we loved it, and we walked around for the next couple of weeks. Yo, totally. Air guitaring Excellent. Everywhere. Yeah, we thought Bill and Ted were like <laughs> the coolest dudes ever. We wanted to be Bill and Ted. But following that was a sequel called Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which was not received as well among the audiences, but among Bill and Ted fans, I think it was a big hit, um, in which they went to hell and then they went to heaven, and they fought robot versions of themselves. And we'll talk a little bit about that when we get later on in the episode. It also, the Bill and Ted became quite the franchise because it launched um, a live-action TV series, which only lasted about three episodes, but I watched every one of them because I was super excited about it, a Bill and Ted TV series. It did not have Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, and it. it had two different actors playing Bill and Ted. It also had a different actor playing uh, Rufus. It was not George Carlin. but um, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Big ups. But you heard the intro to the, the, the live-action one in the intro that we did. Uh, that was with the Church of Bill and Ted. Be excellent. He he says, Life was a bitch for <laughs> Bill and Ted. It was the early 90s, I guess. You could still get away with that. But um, there was also a Bill and Ted cartoon on mm-hmm. Fox Kids, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. That was actually when I was in high school by that time, and I never missed an episode of that. Damn. This was the big one. Fandom. Important for sure. to me. Oh, absolutely. The Bill and Ted cartoon spawned a Bill and Ted breakfast cereal. Mm-hmm. Bill and Ted's excellent cereal. And I prided myself on this. I think we talked a little bit before. I don't know. I started working about 
um, a year or so before I was legal to work. I started mm-hmm. working at 15. My dad got me a job at the local tire shop that his buddy owned, and I worked there over the summer and a little bit here and there. But I saved up a bunch of money, and I started buying things for myself. And one thing I was never really allowed to have growing up was sugary name-brand cereal. We always got cornflakes or we got Cheerios. That's what we got. You didn't have kicks? Every once in a while, no, man. Every once in a while, if we got lucky, we'd get some shredded wheat. Oh, shit. Raisin bran. But, you know, we never got we never got the Captain Crunch. So you guys got the, the fibrous meals. Yeah, every time, if if we had the cereal, sugary cereal, I'd get it myself. Damn. That's when I started getting the Count Chocula and the Booberry and the Frankenberry at Halloween time. I was buying oh, that on my own. shit. But as soon as I got a job and as soon as I started making money, because I loved the Bill and Ted cartoon... I started buying Bill and Ted's Excellent Cereal. I practically lived off that cereal Damn. for the majority of my maybe 15 and 16-year-old years. Damn. I ate it all the time. There was always no less than two boxes in that cupboard because I was going to go through it. And I loved it. So, fast forward <laughs> a lot to about, I don't know, three or four years ago. Uh, my friend Victor and I were hosting uh, Cult Classics uh, down in Tempe at Pollock Cinemas. Um He's doing it somewhere else now. Well, not since the pandemic, but recently it started up again before all the pandemic stuff started happening. Um, and he's going to be doing it again, I think. And I, I might be coming in to help him, which would be cool. Nice. But um, Cult Classics, we would show uh, movies like the movies we review on here. A lot of the movies we review on here were Cult Classic movies also. Nice. But uh, we screened Bill and Ted, and this was maybe four years ago. And it might have even been longer ago than that. I have no basis of time but um somebody showed up with a box of bill and ted cereal still wrapped in the cellophane from like 30 years ago Damn. and as kind of a table prop mm-hmm. and he gave it to victor and we put it up on the table and it was really cool i actually took a picture of it i'm going to put it up on the instagram um a little later so hopefully before this episode airs you'll be able to see that so you'll know what i'm talking about it's still wrapped in the cellophane. After the showing, Victor was like, man, I I don't want to toss this, but I don't really want this. You know, I was like, I'll take it. I'll take I it. I want it. I'm like raising my hand. I, I want it. I'll take it. I wanted to get home because that was the same cereal I had been buying and eating when I was a teenager. Right. So I was like super excited and it's brand new. And it's so cool because this particular box is wrapped in the cellophane and it comes with a, this is going to tell you how old it is, a Bill and Ted cassette holder for your cassette tapes and it's shaped like a phone booth right and it's got the bill and ted cartoon character sticker on it so it looks like they're in the phone booth and you could actually open up and put your cassette tapes in it nice. so i had one of those for the longest time and then over the years i let my kids play with it or something and the sticker got torn off and it got messed up and thrown away but um i have in my possession right here the box of Bill and Ted cereal with the cassette holder. It's got the, pic- the little sticker on it. Free cassette tape case. And uh, you can hear the cellophane. There it is. So being the savage people that we are, Roman and I are going to open up this box of Bill and Ted cereal. And we are going to find out what cereal from the past. We're going to time travel food-wise here. We're going to find out what cereal from the past tastes like. And we're, we're such shitty humans. We have three kids here that are also going to change. Well, no, I think only one of these. We have kids in here in the room with us. 
And that's why you're hearing cereal bowls clanging in the back. And the milk has just arrived because we were out of milk. We had to make a store run to get One some milk. One of them busted in saying, yeah. I got a present for you. You can hear you can hear me opening it. This is the cellophane. Oh, 30-year-old cellophane coming off of the Bill & Ted cereal. So now I have the cassette case in my hand, and it is exactly like the one I remember. It's beautiful. This is going to go up on a shelf Hell in here in yes. the studio. Hell yes. I'm so happy because I have not laid eyes on this in probably 25 years Damn. after it got destroyed by whichever kid destroyed it. But um, there's that. Gonna so find now, the most excellent place to set it. We've got here, yep. <laughs> the most awesome breakfast adventures, Bill and Ted's Excellent Cereal. And on the back of the box, you get historical postcards. And this historical postcard is... Uh, is it from Socrates? No, it's... Uh, <laughs> wish you were here this way to San Dimas, dudes. And it's uh, Columbus, which oh. is... Uh, if you know anything about my relationship status, is ironic in and of itself. So I'm about to open this box. We have bowls. We have spoons. <laughs> we have milk. The cereal looks pretty intact. It looks like I remember it. Pretty much it was little... Uh, Little oat squares, cinnamon squares, with marshmallow music notes. So, my daughter, Orchid, you met my son, Deacon, mm -hmm. when he stabbed me in the back on Mother's Day <laughs> when we had the Yo Mama contest. Yo Mama. <laughs> but uh, my daughter, Orchid, got very excited when she heard me reading 30-Year-Old Cereal and insisted she had to be part of this. Uh, my other kid's spirit and... Darius are also in here to watch what happens when we eat 30-year-old cereal. You want to pass me a couple of them bowls? <laughs> Full show. Give right one to Roman. Look, I definitely need one. Hell yes. This would have been... I need a spoon. Who's got a spoon? <laughs> this would have been a good time to have the video right. running. Oh, my gosh. So, I am now going to open the box. You can hear it. Oh, my God. I might have to cut it. Oh, no, there it goes. The box is open. Come on. Oh, my God. Okay. So, I've just I've just sniffed the cereal. It smell. Okay, all the kids are smelling the cereal now. It doesn't smell like cinnamon anymore. It smells a little stale. And I'm worried because there's supposed to be marshmallows in here. I don't see any marshmallows. Oh, it's all dust. <laughs> I don't know if they sank to the bottom or if they just disintegrated. So, all right, I'm going to pour. I'm not going to eat a whole bowl. I'm just going to pour a little bit. Roman, if you want to pass me your bowl. Yes, right here, Spirit, pass me Roman's bowl. There we go. I got to get a close up of this. There oh. are no. Okay, oh, wait. I just found some marshmallows, I think. <laughs> Ooh, okay, I found a marshmallow. Look, let's, look, I'm zooming in. It looks like a... It's a little shriveled up. <laughs> so I'm going to pass that oh. back to you. Damn it, we're definitely going to switch bowls because you put your whole hand in that one. What? Are you serious? <laughs> it's 30-year-old cereal and you're worried about my hand? Yes, for sure. <laughs> the Coronas. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't want the kid cooties. I, <laughs> we're going to talk about that later, too. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pour a little for Orchid. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm seeing the marshmallows now. They just have shrank extremely, extremely shrank. Um, 
So I'm going to put this to the side here. Let's get some milk. See, when I talked to Roman about this, he was down. And then when I said, oh, I got to send Ro to the store to get milk, he was like, wait a minute. What? I thought we were just going to pull a handful or something. I'm like, hell no, man. Put some water on that shit. This is like Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons. We're going to have both cereal. Oh, shit. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm throwing this away. Oh, boy, put some water on that. Boy, boy, put some water on that shit. <laughs> get, some, get some milk for Orchid here. Oh, shit. Hang on. We're going we're gonna to do this all at the same time. Just everybody hang on. I'm going to put this milk down. All right. I need a spoon. You oh. Yeah, my two of my kids are, live off cereal, so if you guys like this, I'm going to put it up in the cupboard there. <laughs> so you got to mix your cereal around a little bit. i got no marshmallows in mine. So no, I, I think, think you do got the marshmallows. I just can't see them. Maybe when they hit the milk, they just turn to dust and disintegrated. <laughs> all right, here we go. You guys ready? All right, all right. Let's see. Let's I'm, see. I'm not going to lie. My heart's beating a little bit right now. I'm, <laughs> this seemed like such a great idea when we talk. And, oh, it's going to be funny. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Oh. It's a little stale. I'm a double dip, you know, I'm going to go for it. Let's it's a little, dip. oh my God, the aftertaste is not good. Oh, I just tasted yeah, it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. The aftertaste is not good. <laughs> Please. Uh, oh, Roman, Roman's dipping out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Orchid's finishing her bowl, I think. <laughs> Look, I thought I thought I was gonna double dip it, but that no, that should hit like the <laughs> yeah. I swallowed mine. Oh, yeah, I swallowed mine. That is um, that's interesting. <laughs> Look, and it's it's a lingering like. Yeah, it's not going away. You got some tea right it's there. It's a lingering taste. Ooh, I like. I legit wanted to go for a double dip, and right. and and as soon as you said preservatives, it hit me. Mm -hmm. If you take a drink, it's not that bad. Out, I started gagging. Okay, so. Ooh, sheesh. Let's review this. What did what did you think? What was your, what were your thoughts, Roman? It was most egregiously <laughs> terrible, <laughs> bogus. <I wanna> say, <laughs> <laughs> that was non, 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 non heinous. Are you still eating it? Jerry said I wouldn't. Oh, my orchid's still eating it. Should we get chicken? No. Oh shit! Let's see it. Look, oh, look. please don't. Okay, I gotta. As oh, a, oh, oh. He said I wouldn't. What was I supposed to do? Not. As a okay, as a good father, now I gotta say, please don't finish that bowl of cereal. <laughs> oh my god. And look, you're the one. You're the. You're the culprit. This was my bright idea. We're gonna. I kind of just want to taste one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you want some spirit? Look. Just one. Just one. Go for it. Go for it. Let's see. Let's see. Dip it in the milk. Dip it in the milk. Dip it. Dip it. Dip it. Dip it. Dip it. Dip it. Spirit's gonna. Spirit's gonna eat one little square. Just chew it. Chew it. It doesn't hit you until it hits you. You'll Yeah, that aftertaste is a little. That aftertaste is what gets you. It's. Literally, don't taste anything. Oh, that's because you didn't get a spoonful. Right, spoonful. It's definitely. <laughs> you want to take a bite? Just try it. It's try definitely it. not what I remember. Oh, here we go. Here we go. 
Chew, chew, chew. Oh, she just took a bite with the milk. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Chew it, chew it. Love it, love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, she oh, swallowed oh, it. Oh. She swallowed it. I don't taste anything. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, this shit tastes like dog food. <laughs> right? I think I've had dog food that tasted better. Oh, is the aftertaste hitting you now? Oh, yeah, it comes no, the after. not the aftertaste. It's just like. It's a nasty. No. I'm just imagining, but ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining myself like throwing up this, and that's what. That's what. Oh my God! Okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna ask you guys to help us out if you can take these bowls down oh. for us, Darius. Oh, if you can take this shit. milk, that would be cool. Here, you wanna take this one? Because yeah, that was okay. <laughs> yeah, that Whew, was I the, need to clear my palate here for a minute. The most <laughs> bogus. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, that was funny. Oh, oh gosh. So I got to record all of that, so I'm going to send you the recording. Awesome, that's awesome. So you can put it. Nice. (laughs) So I got to wonder. I've had this. Oh, my cheeks hurt, man. So when I told, when I said I was doing this, Orchid goes, that box of Celia you've had up in that shelf for years? I'm like, yeah, that's it. This was actually worth it just to get that little plastic tape case Look. out of there because I love it so much because I used to have one. I think that's I badass. Drink milk. Oh my god. All right, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, ladies. Thank you, ladies and, ladies and gents. Oh, you guys are the hilarious. Crawford and Lane. Oh my gosh, I have I <laughs> I have the biggest headache cuz that was oh so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> Is the taste still lingering in your mouth? Yes, a little, a little yeah, bit, it's like in the just, back of my throat. Just a little tinge. <laughs> Look, it's enough to just, just have the... Like a little bit kind of got up yep. in your tooth, maybe, and it's still like, hi, I'm still here. How you doing? 30 years later, bitch. <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> Yo, that was probably the funniest thing like, we've done on here. I'm hearing Harvey sure. Keitel going, you eat that Bill and Ted cereal for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> It was self-contained. <laughs> Ooh, it, was, it sure was. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my that, God. Like, seriously, that was funny. Look, if, so you, yeah, didn't, if you didn't know if you didn't know what we were doing and how, how important oh this God. is, we are literally, literally the, the saviors of <laughs> 30-year-old cereal. Right. <laughs> Everybody out there so, try uh, 30-year-old cereal. I can tell you for all you preppers out there, if you've got cereal that's been on your shelf for 30 years, you might want to get rid of it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to set this down. <laughs> Whew. Oh. <clears throat> oh, shit. That's so, funny. there we go. That, that, look, that was probably <laughs> one of the funniest things we've done. Right. On this podcast. That was that badass. Yeah, uh, that was fun. Even though my throat feels like it's closing up. You know? Right. <laughs> Dude, I'm a little, I don't want to, I want to burp, but I don't want to because I'm burping the taste of that shit. Uh, it almost tastes, look, at first, like it, it had, it. it's very, very, uh, <laughs> shit, like. It's magically disgusting. <laughs> it had like an OD taste to it, like. It like ugh, ugh. It tastes like Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna second that, but okay. Right. <laughs> We're gonna take a minute here to recover while we do a little thing we like to call 
the tale of the tape. So this is the back of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure VHS tape. Totally hot. I'd stake my life on it. Joan of Arc. Teen, teen Martyr Magazine. <laughs> Bill S. Preston, Alex Winter, and Ted Theodore Logan, Keanu Reeves, are two totally excellent dudes facing one most heinous history exam in the whacked-out time-warp comedy, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. With the help of Rufus, George Carlin, an ultra-cool messenger in a time-traveling phone booth, the triumphant twosome bag a bevy of historical heavyweights like bodacious philosopher Socrates, one very excellent barbarian Genghis Khan, the short dead dude Napoleon and Noah's wife, Joan of Arc, to stage the most hysterical high school project ever. History is about to be rewritten by two guys who can't spell in the hilarious hit, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And I know I said Socrates wrong, I did it on purpose. So crates. You heathens. So crates. <laughs> That's good, yucky. It's got the, uh, the taste that lingers on. <laughs> Do you have to let it linger? So, uh, I didn't get why they said they couldn't spell. I don't remember them being bad spellers in the movie. No, and the only thing that they were failing was history. Right. They yeah, anything. I thought that. Okay, so there's this part in the movie where he goes, if you fail history, you're going to flunk out of school. I'm like, you're going to flunk out of school by failing one class? Yeah. You fuck up and you're going to, you know. I need another drink. You're going to military school because of history. It's uh, like, mm-hmm. damn. Damn. You know, we should have done, if we had thought about it, we should have lined up some shots <laughs> right after. I think some fireball, fireball would have killed that sure. shit right away. It, look, that's funny because I was definitely thinking fireball as well. Hell yeah. That's <laughs> why you're sitting across from me. You're damn right. You're damn <laughs> right. So we have this running joke from yesterday. Um, so, or last week. <laughs> or last week, whenever Whatever. it was. I was sitting there telling, uh, I was talking to Jasper about Roe, and she said something smart. And I was like, see, Jasper, that's why she's laying next to you. Right. <laughs> so then she says something, and then I was like, you see, Jasper, that's, that's why right. you're laying yep. next to her. And then when we were podcasting, <laughs> I was like, see, like we were saying earlier, that's my Roman sitting across from me. <laughs> so now you guys are in on the running joke. <laughs> and if you guys, you know what? I'm going to bag up this Bill and Ted cereal in a Ziploc bag. (laughs) The winners of... I shouldn't say this because they're not going to enter now. The winners of the secret contest, I'm sending you a fucking Ziploc bag of this 30-year-old Bill and Ted cereal. (laughs) Eat it at your own risk. We are not responsible for any ingestion of this product. I might have to put a sticker on it. I'm going to do it. You're going to get some of this. I'm going to share the wealth. I'm going to send you some of this cereal in these prize packs. Oh, shit, man. So oh, my God. hit us up, 700tastepodcast at gmail.com. Yo, my fucking cheeks hurt, man. I've been Dude. laughing. This, I've been laughing for Since like... yesterday. Oh, my God. I ain't no whore. I ain't no whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, and a you glory got, hole. And, hey, guys, there's a glory hole in here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh man! Oh, and you got shit. John Cena in that, oh, that last episode. You damn right! You damn done right. that in a while. It's becoming the old seven hundred top seven hundred taste podcast special, man. a staple of the podcast, if you will. 
our Dang. frequent special guest, John Cena. And we still, I still can't think of that song. Which one? The one that you played instead of the John Cena. Oh, fuck. We're going to solve that right now. All right. Not, what episode was it? Uh, It was... Oh, man. Was it Pulp Fiction? Uh, I don't think it was Pulp Fiction. I think it was... It could have been Evil Dead. Try it. Yeah, let's see. Um, da, 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 da. No. Man, what what did I keep doing that to you? It, I don't think it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, was it? Neither do I. That was uh, Ten Inch Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. Scientifically accurate Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was Pulp Fiction. Uh, let's see. No, 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 no. I'm going through my fucking uh, through my uh, Evil Dead. It wasn't Evil Dead. No. Dang, I'm really trying to think. Yeah, it's so funny. And I know somebody's yelling at us right now. God damn it, it was blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Anyway, I'll dig it out. I'll figure it out. And uh, and I know it wasn't Beetlejuice. That was way too long ago, right? Right, that's what I feel like. Dang, you're definitely trying to figure it out now. Maybe, was it Con Air? No. No, I don't think it was Con Air. Is it an elephant? No. Rhinoceros? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't Aliens, I don't think. Mm Mm-mm. But we, oh yeah, Aliens, um, that's when we did the, the uh, mama. yeah, and we did the Spice Girls at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I like the movies, well, I like the movies that have good soundtracks, but I also enjoy the movies that don't really have much of a soundtrack, because I can literally throw any kind of shit in that I want, and it's kind of cool. Was it Speed? Try Speed. I don't know, I looked at Speed, I didn't see anything there, but it's also possible that I had it queued up like on YouTube or something, right. I don't know. And Man, I don't even, I don't even really remember which boggling one. boggling my mind now. Nightmare on Elm Street? No. Wow, we're kind of taking a walk down memory lane here with you guys. Right. You're definitely trying to figure out which one it was. Yeah, I don't know. I almost want to pause it just so we can keep looking. <laughs> so here's a funny thing. We said we were going to pause it, and it was just a <laughs> quick split second, but we hopped in our phone booth time machine. Damn right. And we fucking went back even further than last week. Right. To the episode with the song that I kept playing on Roman. And it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it was... Because <laughs> Casey Jones. Trouble behind. Yeah, because every time you'd come in, I kept doing it to you. Every time Casey Jones would show up to do something, I'm like, and you'll never guess who was there. And then I did I John Cena you in that episode too? I did at the when they were fighting in the house, and I'm like, and guess who comes busting through to save everybody? Apple juice. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that person oh, says. Right, I right. almost feel like it's KRS-One. You can't see me. My time is now. <laughs> Dude, if John Cena got a, managed to get a KRS-One sample on his fucking... Right, on his little intro. Like, come on. I don't know. Maybe. Said, Do maybe. you remember John Cena's uh, rap career? Yeah. He had a couple of... He had, well, he had that one. Uh-huh. But the one I'm thinking of was... Uh, I'm a bad man. You remember that one? And it was like an A-Team video. No. Um, and it was a take on the old A-Team show, which is funny because um, 
that was in the beginning of the our podcast, that mm-hmm. music that's playing. That's I don't know if right, you knew right, that. Right, that's right, from yeah, the A yeah. team. Do 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 featuring Bumpy Knuckles. And it's funny, I used to, I always called him Busted Knuckles. Way too much television. <laughs> that's us. They survive as defenders of that forgotten Look, it era. says UPN. If wow, something or that's someone from the 80s Channel 45. And if you can find them, Dude. maybe you can hire the chain gang. Dude, I should have picked up this. This is terrible. You can read, you can listen to oh, 700 Taste Podcast. Oh my God, it's Gary Coleman. to find the chain gang. Chain gang. <laughs> and John Cena's in disguise, dressed like Hannibal, but also dressed like a waitress. You can help me find the chain gang. You're in luck. And then he takes the disguise off like Hannibal. You're in luck. Oh, you done did it now. Oh, here we go. Bumpy oh, Knuckles. Shit. He's dressed like BA. They got the uh, eight track in the in the eighteen van. Oh my God. Yes, that is John Cena. <laughs> oh, look, there comes Murdoch. Oh, he said the uh, he dropped an f bomb. Bumpy knuckles. <laughs> Did I want one of those eighteen vans so bad? My dad used to have a Dodge Ram. Are you serious? I promise you, black and everything. Damn, I want to put that stripe on it. Man. I would seven hundred taste podcast wrap the back of it. <laughs> yes. Yo, this song is dope. I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> this song is dope. Oh my god. This was the bumpy knuckles, dude. He looks just like Mr. T. <laughs> This is the second time we've watched a video. It's almost like we're making a segment out of it. Right. So now they're fighting 15 guys like on the A team. <laughs> it's funny because the Murdoch dude looks like uh, Paul Heyman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's actually rapping. Yeah, I hate that I'm bobbing my head to this. <laughs> Look, if this song was trash, I'd say that this shit is trash. Huh? Threw a guy through a window. Was <laughs> <laughs> he rapping? choked up. Oh, now the terrorist dude's got him on the binoculars. It sounds real, real Vicky esque Well, this was that uh, era. This was from my. This was probably 2003, 2004. Yep, exactly. Totally that 50 Cent. Oh, here's Bumpy Knuckles. I wonder if he's really that big or if they got him padded out. Right. Pause, you gotta say. <laughs> oh, he just blowtorched a guy. <laughs> Flamethrower. He blew the ash away. Oh my god. This guy looks like a fat Loki. <laughs> right, he looks like Paul Heyman, I'm telling you. Like ECW era Paul Heyman. Right. <laughs> Check it out. Gary Coleman was behind it the whole time. Now that I have the chain gang, no one can stop me. What about the 
<laughs> oh god, he's got Madonna, Michael Jackson, Boy George. Oh, he just blew Madonna up. Oh no. Boys. Yeah, that guy's bald. I love it when a plan comes together. Oh jeez. Alright, there you go. Johnson, bad man. That wasn't bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. You see what I did there? That wasn't bad, man. Uh, you mean you're just a doorman? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the door, man. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah. So that was random. Random. But cool. Mm. That's the second time we pulled out a random video Look, on the podcast. Before we, we call get it to the movies. Oh. 700 TV. 700 <laughs> Tapes TV. We show more videos than MTV. Oh, shit. We like the box. You can't see me. <laughs> we like the box. The box. I remember the. Are you talking about the yes, box that you yes. call the nine hundred number? You can order up a video. Yes. Everybody was rocking that. That just had basic TV and couldn't afford MTV. Man, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was like Channel Fifty One. Yeah, I used to watch that shit all the time mm. and wait for somebody to buy something good. Man, there was a lot of rap on there. Look, and, uh, I so every once in a while you get some suicidal tendencies. I so one of the videos that I remember seeing on there the most. Was Red Hot Chili Peppers, Kima Californication. Really? That one, yeah. You sure it's California? Positive. Yeah, but the box was still going at that time. Because the, the music video. Because the, the music video, it's a, it's a game. And they're, yeah, running, yeah, they're yeah, running through yeah, the. Totally. I didn't know the box was still around at that time. Yeah. Holy crap, I was married so with kids. I was, was watching the box in high school. So the box, so... Damn. If I'm not mistaken, it it, um, it cut off at like 2001. Because I remember no 2000, way. it was like a big thing. It was like, we don't know if we're going to still be doing it kind Dang. of thing. I remember they would send like a message out because... Um, they didn't, you know, Y2K was a big, big thing <laughs> for all of, you right. know, 99. And really kind of all those 900 dial lines for whatever kind of fell off then. Cause I think that's when cell phones started coming in and mm. people started getting rid of their landlines or whatever. People started buying ringtones and shit. Right. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, remember you, you'd be watching TV late at night and they'd have the chick in the laundry talking on the phone. Hey guys, Nightlife. are you lonely? Give me a call on the party line. Look, every time I think of that, I always think of fucking married with children. <laughs> when Peg's mom was the the sex operator. Oh, that's right. I <laughs> forgot about that. And they did that also in the uh, the Aerosmith video. Um, oh, man. The guy was talking, and the guy's talking on the sex line, and you're they're showing the chick on the other end, and she's all hot and sexy. But then they show who it really is, and it's like this fat old lady with curlers ironing while she's holding a baby. She's like, thanks, baby. Call again. Click. I actually have a friend that used to be his phone sex operator. Yo, I did make, you know. Dude, she made good money, and she said it was fucking, yeah. She'd just lay around and just talk all night, and these dude's jacking it on the other end. But, so one of my, a, a good friend of mine, uh, she said that she, she like, at, at one point in time, she did it as well. And she's like, this guy would always call in. Saying something about a dog. Oh my god! It's gonna leave that to your imagination oh out there. But dogs and peanut butter. Oh come on! Oh. <laughs> okay, for any of you guys that want to know, um, I'm gonna give you a tidbit. If you don't know about this, go to YouTube and just search for Pink Guy. P I N K G U I. I'm just gonna leave it at that. You can thank me later or cuss me out for it later. 
whichever you prefer, depending on your sense of humor. That is your uh, YouTube recommendation from Jasperino for this week. There I'm we go. Slowly typing in pink. Are you really? Let's see. Oh, my God. Oh, let's see. It. Dude, it's it's pretty off the wall. It's pretty out there. <sighs> let's see. Where's my YouTube at? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Pink. Guy. G-U-I. G-U-I or just G? G-U-I, like guy. Okay, just making sure. Pink guy. While you're doing that, let's go ahead and check out the trailer for Bill and Ted. This guy. Escape. Come on over. Oh, I can tell he's, 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 he's what rapping or something. It's a man, 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 I'll check it out. In a second. picture so grand, so magnificent, and so vast, it spans 7,000 years. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Bill. I'm Bill S. Preston! Who is Joan of Arc? And Ted. Noah's wife? We're in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. A force from the future. Can we go anywhere we want at any time? You can do anything you want. Is putting history at their fingertips. Let's reach out and touch someone. They're traveling through time. How's it going, royal ugly dudes? Put them in the Iron Maiden. Excellent! Execute them. Bogus. How's it going, dude? And they're making a big impression. Historical babes. Now they're home. Everybody get together, remember who your buddy is. To trash the 20th century. We got a live one here. Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Napoleon. We're from history. Billy the Kid. Oh my God. Joan of Arc. Sigmund Freud. Tell me about your mother. You a musician? Beethoven. Genghis Khan! Abraham Lincoln. Party on, dudes! Socrates. George Carmen. We're history. If you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes! <gasps> Bill and Ted's... Excellent! Excellent! Excellent adventure. Party on, dude. So there it is. So uh, I'm assuming during the preview, you were looking up Pink Guy. <laughs> I'm going to assume by your laughing that you did. 
I looked them up and, and I kind of figured it was going to be like a rap or something. So I'm going to wait. It is, but yeah, it's just it's so totally freaking weird. But you just said the peanut butter and the dog thing. You'll you'll see what I'm talking <laughs> about if you delve a little deeper into that. Oh gosh. So anyway, coming back to uh, Bill and Ted. Bring it around. Town. Bringing it around town. So Bill and Ted was released in. 1988 uh, came out on February 17th. Oh, actually, it came out February 17th, 1989. So yeah, I was still in eighth grade. I think I don't think I started high school until September of '89, because '89-90 was my my uh, freshman year in high school. Damn. Right. So yeah, February 17th, 1989, it came out. It stars Keanu Reeves as Ted Theodore Logan. Alex Winter is Bill S. Preston Esquire. George Carlin is Rufus. And um, some other people as uh, various historical figures. Um, I think the only other guy of note in this movie um, is Al Leong, who played Genghis Khan. And you will recognize Al Leong as every Asian hit man henchman type person in any 80s movie whether it be die hard big trouble in little china lethal weapon you name it this guy was in it um if it was a canon movie i guarantee you he was going to be in it um he was on episodes of the a-team simon and simon tj hooker if you remember that show it was uh william shatner as a police officer uh, he was on Airwolf, Magnum P.I., Knight Rider, any TV show also where they just needed a, they needed a tough-looking bad guy. He was always the Asian guy with the machine gun. Um, he was an Action Jackson. Um, they Live, um, Savage Beach, which was a uh, Andy Sidaris film, um, I believe. Uh, he was in Showdown in Little Tokyo with Brandon Lee. Uh Rapid Fire, uh, Hot Shots Part Do, Kung Fu, Beverly Hills Cop 3, um, Double Dragon, Escape from L.A. Uh, he was in a couple of Godzilla movies, it looks like. Um, yeah, just a legendary character actor. Unfortunately, we lost him um, a couple of years ago. He, uh, I don't remember what year it was that he died, but it's been a couple of years now. But you you recognize him from like action f- films, action movies. Um, the other guy I think of note would be Mr. Ryan, their history teacher, which was Bernie Casey. I've seen him in some other stuff. He was in Revenge of the Nerds. He was in a Bond movie, um, In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, just a couple of different films. But uh, recognizable face, one of those guys. That, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Kind of like a, not quite like a Dick Miller, but, you know, pretty close. So, um... This movie cost $10 million to make, and it grossed, its opening weekend, it grossed $6 million. Uh, the gross in the USA total was $40 million. I think you were reading a thing earlier, Roman, that called it a sleeper hit. Yes. Which means they weren't really expecting it to be a big hit, but it was a big hit. Um, I know that yeah, like, everybody at my school was talking about this movie. It was so freaking cool. Um, it wasn't like really anything anybody had ever seen. It was goofy, but it was still entertaining. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It had so, enough. It had enough. Um, it wasn't a slow burn. 
Right. Yeah, it gets right into it. Keeps your attention. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's quick. Um, Alex Winter claimed that he gets two types of letters from teachers. Positive ones from history teachers for encouraging students to learn about history and negative ones from English teachers for affecting the way the students talk. <laughs> Bogus. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the phone booth time machine was given away as a contest prize by Nintendo Power Magazine, which was promoting the Bill and Ted Excellent video game that was on uh, uh, Game Boy. That's badass. Yeah. Um, I never played it, but I heard it wasn't very good. Could you imagine, though, if you won that fucking phone booth? That would be awesome. It's just, where would you put it? Dude, I would find a place to put it in my living room. Shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the phone booth that uh, Bill, and T- on Bill and Ted. Yep, that's it. That's it right there. That's, that's it that right the phone booth. Over there <laughs> in that corner. So, uh, for years, Keanu Reeves lamented that his epitaph would be, Here lies Keanu Reeves. He played Ted. Boy, was he wrong. <laughs> Here lies John motherfucking Wick. John motherfucking Wick, the one. There's a bomb <laughs> in the Matrix. <laughs> That's what it should say on his tombstone. Man. Uh, in the original script, the time machine was supposed to be a 1969 Chevy van. The filmmakers thought that was too similar to Back to the Future, which came out in 1985. So they changed it to a phone booth. Apparently, apparently they didn't care about Doctor Who. Who traveled through time in a phone box but you know bill and ted picked up more historical figures than they did in the final film um in the film bill and ted claimed that they need eddie van halen in their band to make it better after the film was released he jokingly said he would have joined their band if they had asked Damn. Uh-huh. that's badass right that's badass for sure so um all of the figures that Bill and Ted pick up through history are shown on the blackboard at the beginning of the movie when they're in yep. history class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, originally, I thought this was funny. Originally, the plot was to have Bill and Ted visit and accidentally cause all of history's greatest tragedies, including the sinking of the Titanic and the crash of the Hindenburg. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. You totally sank that ship. <laughs> did, did that just blow up? Right. And Keanu Reeves was like, I ain't doing any movie about a bomb on a ship. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Speed 2 reference. Sandra Bullock, you. Oh, oh, my God. Bill and Ted began as a stand-up act in which the characters would discuss current events without knowing what they were talking about. It originally included a third character named Bob, but the comedian who played him lost interest after a few performances and became a, a media newscaster instead. Oops. <laughs> Bogus. Bogus. In April 2013, Alex called casting George Carlin a happy accident. They were going after serious people first, like Sean Connery, and someone had the idea way after we started shooting of George. The whole movie was a happy accident. No one thought it would ever see the light of day. Wow, and we're glad it did, Alex Winter. God bless you, George Carlin. R.I.P. Was it 10 words you can't say on TV? (laughs) (laughs) The characters say dude 70 times and excellent 30 times. Damn. That's a lot more positive than counting the fucks in Pulp Fiction. (laughs) Or the ERs. (laughs) Right. Because there's at least a couple of them. (laughs) Yes, the hard R's. The hard R's. (laughs) Um, So, according to Alex Winter, Bill and Ted's iconic arm gesture, holding one hand on the chest while raising the other arm in the air, was a spontaneous reaction as it felt natural to him and Keanu Reeves. Did you know that Alex Winter auditioned for the role of Ted and Keanu Reeves auditioned for the role of Bill? 
<laughs> and they end up switching it. That was pretty cool. That's definitely tight. Bill says, let's re- reach out and touch someone before they use the phone booth for the first time. It's an old slogan for Bell System Phone Company associated with the advertising campaign that introduced touch-tone telephones in the late 1960s. It resulted in massive sales, which coincided with a major upgrade to telephone systems throughout the U.S. and eventually the world. Badass. Now, I'm not that old. Well, maybe I am now. But I remember the reach out and touch someone. They were still using that in the late seventies, early eighties, because I remember the reach the mount. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Reach out and touch someone. <laughs> and, uh, and then they were like, "Show us on the doll where they touched you." <laughs> oh, sorry. You just took a drink. I almost made Roman spit his drink everywhere. <laughs> so the crazy thing is, look. Last night I was watching TV right uh-huh. at my friend's house, and there's an infomercial on, and it's like touched by boy scouts what so it's it's about grown-ups that were touched in the boy scouts oh my god i was like holy shit this is what what one guy was like yeah i got touched on two different occasions by two different people i was like holy shit wow (laughs) talking about touching a doll no they were oh my god well that's what they always did when they went to court show us on the doll where he touched you I always thought that when that old show "Touch by an Angel," mm-hmm. I was like, "That just doesn't sound right to me." <laughs> Della Reese, yeah, R.I.P. Right. So, according to Alex Winter, filming in the phone booth was so unpleasant that he and Keanu Reeves nicknamed it the Death Box. The death Box. Wow. Um, look. So look at look at it says the film takes place in and it has all the different dates. Yep. Because you were writing them down. Yep, I was. The film takes place in twenty six eighty eight. That's the future. May 1988, that was the present, 1805, 1879, 1470, 1 BC, the 1400s, 1901, 1810, 1429, 1209, 1863, 1 million years BC, the, uh, I was going to be like, the electric boogaloos, <laughs> the dudes, <laughs> the pompous a-holes, the orphans, <laughs> the lizzies, the lizzies, what was that, the electric, what is it, uh, the electric slides, <laughs> the, the silver jacket gang. Right. The black hairy chest gang. <laughs> the Hawaiian shirt gang. Oh, shit. I said the electric boogaloos. <laughs> <laughs> we know that's a reference to... Breaking 2. Yeah. Damn. If y'all didn't know, now you know. And if Sucka. you don't know, now you know. <laughs> Can you dig, dig it? it? <laughs> we're still... We're so, still, uh, we're still riding high on that warrior's wave, <laughs> let me tell you. At the beginning, dude. Okay, so um, I I listened to a little a little bit of that this morning while I was prepping this, uh-huh. like the uh, the picture for this episode and everything. Mm-hmm. I kind of had it on just to kind of hear, and I don't remember saying some of the shit that I said, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I must have really been, yeah. I was riding it. We were just in it. Yeah. So at the beginning, Mister Ryan asked Ted who Joan of Arc was, and Ted replies, Noah's wife. <laughs> In the German dubbed version, he asks who Hannibal was, and Ted replies, the uncle of football? I don't get that. But That fell flat. Neither do I. Um, eh? All right. So anyway, yeah. All right. Um, Napoleon pigs out on a Neapolitan Sunday at Ziggy Piggy's that he calls La Glance, despite the similarities between the ice cream and his name, the dessert originated in Naples, Italy. Historically, Napoleon Bonaparte was fond of it. Interesting. Mm. Mm. That's funny, because remember when you were a kid, you always, the Napoleon ice cream, you always called it 
Well, I just did it. Napoleon. The Neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> you always called it. No- Let me get some of that Napoleon. Some of that, that Napoleon there. Do you remember that Simpsons gag where Homer opens the fridge and there's just cases and cases of ice cream in there? And he's opening every one, and it's the Neapolitan, and it's just the chocolate eaten out of the middle, and the strawberry and, and the <laughs> and the vanilla are still there. And he's like, on every single one of them, and he goes, Marge, we need more Napoleon ice cream. <laughs> he was just eating the chocolate out of them. So ridiculous. Yo, so I like... I think watching this movie, especially with you, I would have I would have never known that this was shot in our backyard. Oh yeah, the every almost every scene in this movie was shot here in Arizona. I did and, not uh, know that. We call that Circle K. Where did we decide it was on Broadway? It was on Southern, Southern and Southern and Hardy. Southern and Hardy in Tempe. Yeah, we call it the Bill and Ted Circle K. And we've both been there. Yeah, the bowling alley. I <laughs> we both have been there. So it's funny that AMF bowling alley. I have two funny stories about it. The first being, um, we had a uh, we had a birthday party for somebody there once. Then mm-hmm. we went to the Denny's and we got stalked by somebody Damn. that we didn't invite to the birthday party, and it was very uncomfortable and it was really weird. But the other one was one time when I worked at Chase Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the rewards they gave us for having a good month was they took us bowling at that bowling alley. Nice. And one of our supervisors that none of us really cared for actually stepped on the bowling alley and slipped and fell like Napoleon does in the movie. Oh, God. And we all laughed at her, and then we all got in trouble for it. Well, if you were sure-footed, right? it sure wouldn't have happened. Oh, for sure. For sure. Surely. <laughs> that was the same supervisor I got in trouble because she came by one day, and she was like, have you seen the broom? And I went, why, you got somewhere to be? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is funny. I did not fit in well with corporate America. Yeah. Yeah, the scene where Napoleon slides down the water slide at Waterloo was filmed at Golfland Sunsplash right here in Mesa, Arizona. Yeah. Metro Center Mall in Phoenix, Arizona, which used as the San Dimas Mall, it closed down just in the last June, 2020, after 47 years in business. They just closed that mall, Damn. and it's so sad. Dude, they used to, believe it or not... They used to take us when I was like in first and second grade. Mm-hmm. They would take us on field trips to Metro Center, Damn. to the mall. Yeah, Damn. and we could go ice skating. They used to have an ice skating rink in there in the eighties. That mall was the bomb, and I had a lot of good memories there. I was really sad that it closed down, even though I hadn't been there in twenty years when they closed it down. But you know, because it was a little, I moved to the East Valley, and it was a little out of my way. But so uh, Coronado High School was actually the high school that they're at. San Dimas. San Dimas high, high School was yeah. It's there, and then they shot some at I think it said uh, East Valley High. Yes, I'm not mistaken. East Valley High doesn't exist anymore, right. but it did at that time. Um, the Circle K in the film is in San Dimas, California, but it's at the corner of Walnut and Bonita Avenues. The convenience store scenes were at least partially filmed at the Circle K in Tempe, Arizona, on the northwest corner of Southern and Hardy. The Bill and Ted Circle K. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. In the original script, Babe Ruth was among the historical figures. You even looked farther into it and mm-hmm. said that the houses that they filmed at, yeah, uh, so they, Ted's house is right down the street from where you live. It is currently. right down the street from where I live, dude. We need crazy. to we need to cruise by and check those. I'm, out. Look, I'm, look, I am so for it. I and then uh, Bill's house was where Central and something. Central and Northern, dude. That's freaking awesome. So I'm like, that's absolutely dang. cool. I'm driving all the way to fucking L.A. to, to get in front of the <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street house, and, the, and we have Bill stuff and right, Ted by, here. Yeah, right in my backyard. Uh, the cool, another cool thing is uh, the Circle K was actually supposed to be a Seven Eleven. Yes, but they couldn't. And then you found out that Circle K had their hands all up in Seven Eleven too. Yeah, so so Circle K used to be Seven Eleven's parent company. 
So Crazy. They, they couldn't find, a, um, a, a, I guess, a 7-Eleven <laughs> that was suitable. So they ended up contacting Circle K, and nice. the rest is history, which is badass. 7-Eleven, when I was a kid, it was all about Circle K. 7-Eleven was kind of the, the convenience store you always heard about but never really went to. You know like, what I mean? The like, only time I went to uh, like 7-Eleven that I can really, really think of was to get Slurpees. Right. Like, legitimately, that's what I think this of This was the cool thing. When I was a kid, I don't know how if they were still doing this when you were a kid. Who but... needs the quickie part? Oh, my God. <laughs> I do get the slushy. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you. Come Thank again. Thank you. Come again. But um, when I was a kid, you could go to the convenience store and buy comic books. Wow. They sold. They had a magazine rack with comic books on it. You could literally go buy comic books. And I would buy the X-Men comics and every and I'd have to wait two weeks or another month for the next issue to come out, and I'd have to run a circle K and buy it. Damn. And I remember when I started buying comic books, I think they were seventy five cents, mm-hmm. and then they went up to a dollar, and I was all outraged. And now you go to the comic shop, and comics are like four fifty. You know what Holy I mean? Holy shit! But I do. I remember uh, buying my X Men comics there. I remember buying Spider Man comics occasionally, like a Batman comic, but um. Yeah, you could actually buy comic books at the convenience store, Circle K or Seven Eleven. Damn. But um, I, I was always closer to a Circle K, I guess. So we always went to Seven Eleven to get our comic books. But my buddy Shane and I, um, that I've talked about, I think in past episodes that I grew up with, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we would he would come over to my house to spend the night, and we would just lay around reading comic books. We wouldn't even really be talking to each other until we were talking about what was going on in the comic, and then we trade. Nice. Like, I would read a fast, a Fantastic Four story arc while he was reading X-Men, and then, you know, because the story arc would go, you know, from like three to seven epi- three mm-hmm. to seven issues, depending on how long it was. We'd read all through it, and then we'd talk about it. You want to read it? Yeah, and then we'd trade. I'd read the X-Men one, and he'd read the Fantastic nice. Four. It was fucking awesome. It was nice. some of the most fun I ever had. We did the same thing. Like, he had the... Uh, the Voltron that was made out of the cars that had like 800 pieces, and I had the yeah. Lion Voltron. So he would come over, and when he went home, he would take my Voltron, I'd keep his Voltron, and then the next week when he came back, we'd trade back. It was freaking awesome. Badass. Nobody ever broke anything. We trusted each other. Nobody, you know, nobody stole shit. Badass. Because we were, yeah, that's the kind of shit we had going on, and we knew our shit was safe with each other, so it was really cool. Hell Yes. So anyway, uh, I like this. The film was originally going to end with Bill and Ted taking the princesses to the prom. When they first met, Ted asked them to prom. A photo on a British VHS cover from 1997 suggests that the scene was filmed, but deleted. Damn. I kind of wish it would have ended like that with them going to prom. That would have been badass. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> the picture on Ted's t-shirt is the cover photo for Van Halen's Why Can't This Be Love single. Sold during the Van Halen 5150 tour on very popular with Van Halen fans in the late 1980s. It was Sammy Hagar's first tour with Van Halen after replacing David Lee Roth. Oh, Damn. Running with the devil. <laughs> anyway. So, um, the bowling alley was a Fairlanes uh, during filming. It's now an AMF Tempe Village Lanes that we just talked about on Rural Road and, and the 63 miles south of Arizona State University. Uh, there's a Denny's on the corner right there, mm-hmm. and that's the Denny's we got stocked at after we went. Um, Sean Penn and River Phoenix auditioned for the role of Bill. Phoenix would appear with Keanu Reeves a year later after the release of this film in I Love You to Death and My Own Private Idaho. 
I ain't no whore. <laughs> so the funny thing is, yeah, Idaho. So I ain't no whore. <laughs> Sean Penn, of course, he, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You know, he was kind of the original Bill and Ted guy. Exactly, I, and I'm glad I saw that because I was going to bring that up. Yeah, I think he he's been too old. I think at my that my time. thought with that is it's crazy that neither one of them got typecasted as that because they're very serious actors now. You got to think Sean Penn. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and then you have to think Dude. about you have to think <laughs> about Keanu Reeves, you know, like it's easy they could have been those Right. They could have been Stifler, yep. you know. Stifler's mom forever. Eh. Yeah, you're right. He that what what is his what's what's his name? What's Stifler's is name? Is it uh, Jason Patrick Flannery or mm. Sean Patrick Flannery is so that? I think it? it's Sean. Sean, Sean Patrick Flannery, right? Sure, we'll go he kind of went on. He did that movie with The Rock, The Rundown, and he but did a couple other things. But you're always like that one movie Stifler's in with The Rock. He's Stifler. <laughs> I'm like that is. But um, Stifler. It was funny because uh, a couple weeks ago when we did the smoke break, mm-hmm. I played a clip from Fast Time at Ridgemont High. Yep. And was, what are you people on dope? Dang. But uh, Sean Penn. Um, the best part of that movie is when. Uh, they trashed his brother's car, the guy's, the kid's brother's car. And he goes, my brother's going to shit. My brother's going to kill us. He's going to shit. He's going to kill us. He goes, well, which is it, bro? Is he going to shit or is he going to kill us? He goes, first he's going to shit and then he's going to kill us. <laughs> it's fucking funny. I love that movie so much. I think I think I have it. I would love to cover that. Phoebe, Phoebe Cates. Oh, my God. Oh, that my was, God. That was, the, that was the decade of Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates, Phoebe Cats, Phoebe Cates. It says Polly Shore out and Josh Richmond auditioned for the role of Ted. Oh my God, Polly Shore! This, I think Polly Shore would have ruined this movie for sure. I like Polly Shore, but yeah, that's. But in who's Josh Richmond? Yeah, I don't know. Let's click on it. Josh Richmond. I'm about to say that's like Robert Downey. That's Jr.? clearly Robert Downey Jr. That is Robert Downey Jr. For sure. Uh, before drugs he, or after it drugs. says he was in Heather's. Well, he doesn't have a picture, so I guess fuck him. Man, I'm just kidding. Who was he in? He-, he was in Heather's. It says. I wonder if he was one of those second heavy meddler in parking lot. Oh my god. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Going back, I thought maybe he was going to be one of the jocks that got killed. Remember? Have you seen Heather's? Mm-mm. There's these two jocks, and they they are picking on everybody. So. Winona Ryder and Christian Slater tricked them out into the woods and killed them, but they set it up so it looks like a gay suicide pact. Damn. So it looked like they were gay for each other and they couldn't take it, so they committed suicide. And then they're at the funeral and the dad's up and he's crying and he's like Mr. Tough Guy, you know, because the jocks, they were jocks, they were like that. Mm-hmm. But he's like Mr. Tough Guy dad, but he's crying and he's like, I love my dead gay son. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Oh, it's so funny. So anyway, um, when Bill and Ted leave Napoleon with Deacon, a balloon in the background has Party On Dude written on it. Remember that? When we were watching, I looked at you and I said, yeah. why does he have a fully inflated balloon in his room? That's so weird. Uh, it's funny. Um, Lincoln's speech at the end is a paraphrase of Abraham Lincoln's real Gettysburg address, which we know, but he's four, four score four, and seven, seven minutes, minutes ago. ago. Anyway. Um, the number that Rufus dials to take Bill and Ted to Austria in 1805 is 1-323-459-4303. The 323 area code split off from the 213 area code on June 13, 1998. 213? <laughs> All effect. 
Groupy uh, love. Keanu Reeves' character addresses himself as Theodore Logan the Third, meaning his father's full name was Captain Theodore Logan Jr. Okay, I think that's enough trivia for now. Right. <laughs> now we're getting some weird, like, kind of outlandish. You're like, of so, course, if he's the third, his dad is definitely Jr. Well, let's that get this his, party started. That means his grandfather is senior. He's like, come on now, we get it. And your mama. Oh, shit. Oh, son. shit. Your mm. mama fine. <laughs> so, okay, so Bill and Ted, we got some opening credits, and it's the future. And we got like a ceiling kind of thing that mm -hmm. opens up. And the portal is behind it, and this like diamond shaped ship thing comes through it. It looked like a like a fucking screwdriver handle. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're playing the music. I can't break away. So, oh, you know what? Let's talk about the soundtrack real quick before we get too deep into this movie. This soundtrack's amazing. I, yeah. I mean, we talked a little bit about Bill and Ted with me. Before we ate that cereal, it's still lingering a little Look, bit it on is my palate. I promise you, it oh is my definitely God. Be, like I'm, I'm just like, ugh. I'm trying to make sure it's not on the mics, but. <laughs> but like, yeah, on uh, Anchorman, where uh, Will Ferrell's like doing that shit with his tongue before they go. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's totally me. Um, it's a great soundtrack. The Bogus Journey is also a great soundtrack. Total butt metal. And it's funny, I had to explain to Roe couple days ago what butt metal is because i was listening to the soundtrack while i was working on the episode <laughs> go ahead and tell me go ahead and explain it. and so butt metal is all of the bands that aren't quite so it's like hair metal mm -hmm. but what happened was when motley Crue and poison and all of them got really big and famous mm -hmm. the record company was like we need more of this shit it's making lots of money and that's when they found like the lesser bands like kicks and extreme and the lesser bands that weren't as good as Motley Crue and Poison and all of those guys, mm -hmm. but they were still really bad hair metal. They call it butt butt metal. <laughs> and uh, there was a band that came out a few years ago called Steel Panther. Gotcha. You remember them? Their big hit was called Death to All But Metal. Oh shit! And Death to All But Metal. So they did a uh, they did a, a video, and Sarah Silverman's in it. And she's like the high school principal, mm -hmm. and they're like the stoner kids, and they're all. And she's like, "What are you guys playing?" And they're like, "It's our new song, Death to All But Metal." And she's like, "Oh, Death to All But Metal." It's like, "No, Death to All But Metal." She's like, "That's what I said." death to all butt metal <laughs> and then she walks away and, and the he's all mad and he looks at the other guys he goes i don't even want to fuck her anymore <laughs> death to all butt metal anyway so it's it's amazing the soundtrack is so good and i think it's because i grew up on it mm -hmm. um this was really my my teenage my early teenage years was listening to these soundtracks and i knew they were horrible then but they're so nostalgic and i love them and they rock um, the only band you're probably going to recognize on this whole soundtrack is Extreme. Extreme was popular for their hit, More Than Words to Show You Feel That Your Love for Me Is Real. You remember that? But not extremely popular, right? Not extremely <laughs> popular. I remember I, I, uh, I won a raffle or uh, some kind of contest when I went to my junior prom. Mm-hmm. And I think you showed me those pictures too. Did Which, I really? Did you I showed, show you my junior prom You showed pictures? me some pictures. Uh, oh my god! When I'm in the tuxedo. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, oh my god. In the tuxedo. Um, yeah. I think you showed me like some post pictures or whatever, where you're like, oh, yeah. 
I think he was wearing some shorts or something. Oh, uh, no, that was my friend that wore shorts. That was my friend. He, he went dressed like Angus Young. Anyway, but yeah, I won like a door prize or something. And it was fucking porno graffiti by Extreme. That was the name of their album that had that song on it, More Than Words. And at that time, I was heavily into like Megadeth and Metallica and Slayer. That's like what I listened to. I fucking threw that CD away. (laughs) You're like, uh... I was like, are you serious? I won porno... Like, I can't even show this to my friends. They're going to beat me up, right? (laughs) I fucking threw it away. Anyway, um, so Extreme is on there. That's that. Do you want to play when they're in the mall? But some of the other bands on here, you're not going to know them, but I will read them anyway. Vital Signs, Glenn Burtnick, Tora Tora, Shark Island, Big Pig, Shark Island again, Bricklin, Robbie Rob, which you think is a rapper, but he's not, <laughs> and Power Tool. Power Tool, I think this was actually kind of a hit off the soundtrack that two heads are better than one. That's the only song that I could even... Well, I think this other one got... I think the Big Pig one got airplay that I can't break away. Oh, okay. That they play in the opening credits. I Mm -hmm. think that might have got some airplay. But none of these were really big hit bands. But the Bill and Ted Bogus Journey soundtrack, Mm -hmm. that one's deep for me because that is the soundtrack where I discovered Primus. That's the soundtrack that I discovered Faith No More Megadeth on that soundtrack. Yeah. They really up their soundtrack game with Bogus Journey. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I did, that's the first time I ever heard Faith No More or Primus, and it was all downhill from there, man. Because I love me some fucking Faith No More. Faith No More, Angel Dust, that's on like my top ten list of top ten albums ever made. Damn. If you've never listened to Angel Dust by Faith No More, you have not completely lived your life, and you need to make a point of doing that post-haste. Just listen to it. Don't sniff it. After the podcast, of course. After you listen to uh, Pink Guy. (laughs) (laughs) Not Pink Guy. Pink Guy. Anyway, so the spaceship comes down. I I could not do this podcast without talking about the soundtrack. So there you go. Oh, man, I just burped some of that cereal. It's so <laughs> disgusting. What was I thinking? So that diamond-shaped thing comes out, and they're playing, I can't break away. So then George Carlin comes out, or they show George Carlin with, like, a black background, and he's welcoming you to the future, and he's like, um, golf scores are down. You know, he said he says uh, many, go- many golf scores are yeah, down. Yeah, he goes, um, bowling scores are up. Mini golf scores are down, and we've got the most righteous like water parks and you know three slides of all of the planets that we're in contact with. So then he's like, "The future is great." And he's like, "Everything's clean. The air is clean. The water's clean. Even the dirt is clean. It's great." He goes, "But it almost wasn't." He goes, "I got to go back in time and help Bill and Ted because if they fail history, none of this is going to happen." So then they cut to Bill and Ted in their garage, and they're kind of playing their guitars really badly and uh they've got a video camera and they're videotaping each other and i I am bill s preston esquire and then they switch and i'm ted theodore logan and together we are wild stallions yeah and then the amp blows up (laughs) the garage is all smoked out and they're opening the garage door and all the smoke comes pluming out it looks like they're in there like cheech and chong and so they're like we're totally never going to be a good band until we get Eddie Van Halen on guitar. And then they're like, but we're never going to get Eddie Van Halen until we have a a killer video. Mm -hmm. Like, well, we're never going to have a killer video until we can play really well. Like, 
but we're not going to be able to play real well without Eddie Van Halen. Like, well, that's why we need a cool video. And then they're like, <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So then they realize that they're late for history class or they're late for school. And look, and my first thought was, these fuckers were up early? Why are those stoners up so early? These motherfuckers Hey, they're early? dedicated to practicing. Yeah. Wild Stallions, baby. I have a Wild Stallion sticker on this desk somewhere. I don't know where it's at, but um, I do. It's from it's from that screening when we did uh, when we did the screening for Cult Classics, mm -hmm. where the guy brought this cereal that we foolishly ate. Right. But um, yeah, I made Wild Stallion stickers and we did Wild Stallion shirts, and it was really cool. And I was kind of looking, but I don't see it anyway. So um, they're late for school. Then we cut to history class, and Bill's kind of got this look on his face. And the teacher's like, what else? And he's like, uh... Dead? He's dead? And then the teacher's like, so what you're telling me is Napoleon is a short, dead, dead dude. dude. And he's not wrong. I mean... So then, uh... Ted's kind of giving him a hard time. So he's like, Ted, who is Joan of Arc? And Ted's like, uh... He's like, stand up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Stand up. He's like, who is Noah's wife? Oh, who's Noah's wife? Who is Joan of Arc? And he's like, uh... Noah's wife? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's funny. Right? So then class is dismissed, and they're trying to leave, and he keeps them behind. He's like, hey, your final history report is due tomorrow, and they're doing a uh, they're doing a, uh, a big presentation in front of the whole school. Everybody's doing their history reports. And he's saying, you have to ace this if you're going to pass the class. So the guys are like, oh, before he says all that, they're kind of trying to kiss up to him. And they're like, we just want to thank you for everything we've learned in your class. And he's like, what did you learn? And he's like, <laughs> and Ted's like, the world has a great history. And without people like Genghis Khan, Joan of Arc, and the Socratic method. <laughs> <laughs> because under Socrates, yeah, it says Socratic in, method. In parentheses. Right. So then he's like, the only thing I can realize that you guys learned from this class is that Caesar is the salad dressing dude. <laughs> so he's like, so your oral report better be freaking good or you're going to fail. So now they're walking out of class and they're kind of bummed out like, we totally need to come up with something for our history. And then he's reading, uh, Bill's reading the paper with the assignment on it. It's what would past historical figures think of San Dimas in 1988? Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, right. <laughs> so then... Uh, <laughs> So then they get picked up by Bill's stepmom, Missy, and that sweet Mustang. Right. What did you say the body type it's was? A, it's a fox body. I never heard that before. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So, because they're called pony cars. Yeah. And then, um, so that's the fox body. And yep. then the the iconic one, you know, in the 80s and early 90s is the 5.0. Yeah, I remember that. That one That is, was the vanilla ice ride. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking Don't Be a Menace. Yep. I mean, uh, Menace to Society. Yep. I said Don't Be a Menace. I knew what you meant, though. <laughs> Do we have dude, a problem here? It's so hard, here? dude. In my head, I still get those two movies crossed up. Cause, oh, my God. They're both funny. Well, well they're both dope movies around the same time right it's just don't be one's making fun funny. of the other one right rolling in my 5.0 with my rag top down so my hair can blow oh. the girlies on standby women just say hi did stop no i just drove by so anyway so uh missy comes pulling up it's bill's stepmom and then uh he's like ted's giving bill a hard time about it he's like 
your stepmom's kind of cute. He's like, shut up, Ted. Remember when she was when she remember when she we was a freshman, senior when we were freshmen? <laughs> shut up, Ted. So then, um, she gets in. They get in the car with her, and they have to go to Ted's house to get his books so they can study because they're trying to study for their history test for their report. So he goes in, and his dad is kind of waiting for him. He's like, "Have you seen my keys?" He's like, "No," and he's like, "Um." Your principal called me today. I heard you're failing history, and if you get an F in history, you're going to flunk out of school. So history is the only class he's failing is what I'm right. getting from that. Right, because we have the conversation. Which means he's a whiz in math, science, and English. Right. Like that, that, and then I'm like, how are you going to flunk out of the whole school by failing one class? One class. Fucking San Dimas, California. Damn. So then his dad is very eager to send him to military school in Alaska. So then Ted's like all fucked up about it. So then he gets out and he goes back to the car with his books. And he's like, we got to pass this test, dude. If I fail, my dad's going to send me to military school. No band. Like there won't be a band. And he's like, where's the military school? He's like, Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. So he's got to pass or there's no band in the future. So then um, they go back to the future, and the diamond thing is sitting there, and it transforms into the phone booth. Mm-hmm. And I think you even made a comment, like, this was high-tech, like, CGI right. for 1988, which you're absolutely correct. I'm like, and it's almost Back to the Future-esque. Right. How the, the little lightning and everything around the it. The lightning, the smoke, and the little yeah. fire. So then um, the diamond thing transforms into a phone booth, and then they cut back to Bill and Ted studying... And um, they're talking about George Washington. And they're like, okay, George Washington. He's like, first president, the dollar bill, dude. And then uh, and then Ted goes, remember the Hall of Presidents at Disneyland? He's like, yeah. What did George Washington say? He goes, uh, he said, welcome to the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> then he says, uh, he's, he's, jumping, he's jumping up and down. Uh, Oh yeah, and he's like, remember you could fold his face into a into a, a mushroom on the dollar bill. He's, he's like, like, come on, come on, man, military Alaska. academy. Yeah. So after that, he says um, he has wooden teeth, and oh, he chased right. <laughs> and he chased a whale, and he's like, that's, uh, Moby, that's Dick. Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> he had wooden teeth, right. but he just he just he wasn't, wasn't Ahab. Ahab. <laughs> Call me Ishmael. So then, uh, Bill's stepmom Missy comes and brings some snacks into the room and she puts them down and they're like looking down her shirt mm. and Bill's mouth's like hanging open and then Ted's like, dude, it's your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so then Bill's dad comes in and he's like, what's going on? And then he's like checking Missy out too and they're like telling him they're going to fail English or history and he's like, oh, that's great. And because he, he's just staring. So then he goes, why don't you guys take a break? And he gives him some money. He's like, Go get some snacks. Take a break. And they're leaving, and he's totally about to bang Missy on Bill's bed. And they know it, because as soon as they get out of the room, Ted's like, dude, your dad's totally about to get down on Missy in your room. <laughs> and he's like, shut up, Ted. She he is goes, cute. He, she is cute. He goes, remember when I asked her to prom? Shut, shut up, Ted. Ted. <laughs> That's funny. The, the funny thing is, if I'm not mistaken, she was handing them like, it looked like a, like grilled cheese or something. Yeah, and then the dad ended up eating it. And no, they were burnt. Oh, that's right. And if, Well, somebody was eating it anyway. I think he, it was the dad. Because she handed each one like a, a <laughs> half right. of yeah, it. Yeah, and, and they, they, were, they looked like, ugh. Yeah, and they were like burned out. It's like, how about you guys go take a break? Yeah. He wanted and a then, break too. Right. 
Give me a break. Mm. Give me a break. He wanted to do the corn nuts commercial. Busted nut. <laughs> oh, Busted <laughs> nut. <laughs> and they closed the door and then she they heard her go, I ain't no whore. I ain't no whore. <laughs> <laughs> so then um they're at the Circle K, which is in Tempe. Mm-hmm. They're sitting there eating whatever, and they're trying to figure out. And this lady that works there comes walking by, and what did they ask him? Like she asked. Uh, they asked her. Uh, do you know something about Genghis Khan or or yeah, middle aged middle something Asia? Yeah, and she's like, I just work here. The funny thing is, I guess the article that I was reading, every now and again, people will go there, and one of the clerks, he'll he'll say that. Oh, I don't know. I just work here. Oh, that's funny. I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> so anyway, so then um, Rufus shows up in the phone bo- the phone booth, and then they're like, "Whoa!" And then um, another phone booth shows up with Bill and Ted in it, and they're like, "Whoa, it's us!" And if you look in the background, you can see that the phone booth is already full of like the people from history. Uh-huh. But then they come up and they're talking to themselves and like, "Where are you?" From last night, or from tomorrow, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, if you're really us, what number are we thinking of? And like, 69, dudes. <laughs> Whoa. And then they all do the guitar thing. So then um, they're like, all right, we got to go. Ted, don't forget to wind your watch. And then they're like, and say hi to the princesses for us. And like, who? And like, you'll see. <laughs> and then... Um, Ted's like, strange things are afoot at the Circle K, which is something my <laughs> friends and I constantly said to each other after this movie. So Did then, you guys know back then that it was filmed here? No. Oh, my god! Because there was no internet. We didn't know that. Oh, man. I didn't know that until I was a, like maybe three or four years ago. Damn. I realized that. So then um, the other Bill and Ted's are talking to Rufus, and then Rufus comes back, and they're like, well, how are you going to help us? Are you going to call somebody that can give us the answers? Like, I'm going to do more than that. And they get in the phone booth, and they disappear at the Back to the Future lightning. So then they end up at um, the at Ted's house. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going through. Well, when they leave, they're like, no, what is this? And no, he's no, like, no. This when is they, this. they leave, they go to Napoleon. Oh, that's right. Because he goes, gentlemen, we're history, and they're flying around. And he's like, where are we? And like, these are the circuits of history. They can take you anywhere you need to go. Mm-hmm. Like, how? And he's like, modern technology. So, yeah, you're right. They go to Austria in 1825, where Napoleon's at, and there's a battle going on. They're like, whoa, we're in the middle of a war. And then uh, I put, Napoleon looks like a douche. <laughs> and he's like... He sees them through his little looking glass and he's Shoot like, him. blow it up. <laughs> well, then he yells at the guys and then they get in to go. And as they're leaving, the bomb they were getting ready to blow the thing up with goes off and throws Napoleon forward. And he gets sucked down into the time thing mm-hmm. with the phone booth. So then um, they pop up at Ted's house. Then they end up at Ted's house. Because he's in the tree. Right. And then um, it's funny because the whole time they're talking... You His can see Napoleon's dangling. legs dangling in the tree behind him. But Rufus is pretty much telling him, you can do anything you want. You just got to get that history report done. Mm-hmm. So then as soon as Rufus leaves, Napoleon falls out of the tree and they're like, whoa. And then he's like, I got an idea. So they leave Napoleon with Ted's little brother, Deacon. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
they decide that they're going to go into history and get more people for their history report. My thought is, like, just, just off the bat, that's a badass thought. Like, hey, right? fuck it. We're just going to go get these actual people. Yeah. These people that were on the blackboard. We're going to go, you know, we're going to go get these fuckers. And right. we're going to get Freud, right. you know, for extra, extra credit. credit. We're going to grab him and I'm going to rock the shit out of this. So here's the funny thing about Missy. Mm-hmm. So Missy in this movie, she was only like three years older than them because right. they were all in high school together. Right. She's married to, to Ted's dad or to Bill's dad. Bill's dad. Mm-hmm. In Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, mm-hmm. she's at Ted's house and Bill goes, dude, I can't believe Missy divorced my dad and married yours. So now she's married to Ted's dad. Mm-hmm. So I just watched, and this is the whole reason we're doing this episode, because I just watched... Bill and Ted Face the Music, which mm-hmm. is the new Bill and Ted movie, mm-hmm. which was okay. Um, I it, it was leaning heavily on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But um, in the beginning of the movie, they're at a wedding because Missy is now marrying Ted's little brother, Deacon. <laughs> and she's all old, and he's like half her age. And uh, she's kind of old and fat, and she's had some plastic surgery, and she does not look very good. But um, so if you notice uh, at the end of the movie, the dads are fighting as they're going into the auditorium. Yes, about Missy. Missy. Yes. <laughs> so um, it's funny because then they go into this whole thing like, first Missy was married to Ted's dad, then she was or to Bill's dad, then she was married to mine, and now she's marrying my little brother Deacon, which pretty much makes my dad his own son. And Deacon, <laughs> his own dad. And then everybody's like so traumatized. <laughs> so I got to have this conversation with you. Okay. You know who's in Bill and Ted Face the Music? Kid Cootie. Kid Cootie. <laughs> Kid Cootie's in that movie. And he has a big part. <laughs> oh, my God. He has a pretty good part in it. All right, so here's a tidbit oh, for you man. guys. Yeah, tell the story. So, it's fucking hilarious. So me and Jasper are, um, we're, we already got done wrapping up the Warriors, the Warriors um, podcast yesterday. So as I'm leaving, um, you know, of course we're you know shooting the shit about this movie, and he's like, yeah, I, I watched you know Bill and Ted Face the Music and blah blah blah, and he's like, yeah, uh, that kid Cootie guy's in it, and I was like, <laughs> you mean kid? Cuddy? <laughs> He's yeah, like, oh him. my god! Yeah, that's him. That, said, that, that young said, fella. Said, yeah, that guy. He said, that whippersnapper. So then I made it worse. Oh, now i got to go and I made it worse because <laughs> then I said, because I really didn't know who he was. I'm not going to front. I didn't really know who he was, so I saw the movie, and I looked him up, and I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's pretty good. Because mm-hmm. I'm not really into the modern, like, I don't like a lot of modern r&b or rap stuff. Because he's, he's, he's it all sounds very rap. It all sounds very mumbly and very just... Yeah, mumbo jumbo. I uh, I got a young guy at work that listens to it a lot, and I texted Ro the other day, and I put, bubba bubba weed, bubba bubba pussy, bubba bubba my dick, bubba bubba bu. I said this is bullshit. Right. No, but Kid Cudi is is he's good. I like it. I I checked a bunch of his stuff out on YouTube, and I really thought it was cool. So then I made it worse because I mispronounced his name, and then I tried to defend myself and be even more woke and hip. (laughs) And I went, you know what it was? It threw me off. It's like that Kendrick Lamar song, King Kunta. (laughs) (laughs) No, so he said he didn't even say King Kunta. What did I say? (laughs) What did I? I was tired too. You got to remember, I was half asleep. 
What did I say? He mispronounced it. I, I did. Was like, I yeah, mispronounced mean, that too. You mean King Kunta? Yeah. <laughs> and he tried to sing the song as yeah. he was and saying I it. I fucking own that album. <laughs> God damn it. Bitch, where are you and I was walking? <laughs> right? Yeah. This uh, dick ain't free. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. God, I love that album so much. Yes. But yeah. So then I was so fucking mortified at that point. I told him, all right. I'm going to go back in my house and finish being white now. <laughs> I'm going to take my white ass back across I'm eight miles. I'm going to take my white ass back in now. I'm going to win that right now. I'm going to some Kendrick Lamar. So, so look, when I seen him King today, Kuda. that's what it was, King Kuda. <laughs> I was like, King Kunta. Yes. Oh, my God. So when I saw Jasper today, I was like, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Kid Cootie? Kid Cootie. <laughs> Kid Cootie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, fuck. But, man, yeah. that, that shit was funny. That shit was, oh, my gosh, hilarious. Hilarious. Yes, that was actually really, really good. But, you know, this is, uh, <laughs> I'm glad that we actually get to kind of take little breaks and and, oh my God. and give people the, the backstory behind some of the things that we say on the mics because right. it allows them to be like, oh, that's funny. That is and even good. if it wasn't, you had to be here, so fuck you. <laughs> Jasperino is lame. I oh. knew it. So anyway, um, so Ted's trying to leave his house, but his dad stops him. And he's like, I've already signed you up for military school because I know you're a fuck up and you're going to fail history anyway. So I want you to have your bags packed. You're leaving tomorrow night. And then um, so he tell, oh, well, because he says he wants to talk to him alone, but they have to go. They have stuff to do. So while he's yelling at them, Bill had run back out to the <laughs> phone booth and used it to call the house. And he's like, oh. Officer Captain Captain Logan Van Halen. This is Officer Van Halen down at the precinct. He's like Officer Van Halen. He goes, uh, "I'm new, dude. I mean, sir." It's <laughs> like we found your keys. You better come down here and pick them up. So it kind of it gets him to leave Ted alone, so they can take off and, and start doing their thing. So um, they get in the phone booth, and that's when. Uh, Bill goes, let's reach out and touch someone. And they end up in New Mexico in 1879. And there's a guy in the out in an outhouse taking a shit. And then the the phone booth goes, and it lands right there. And the guy's like, oh. It lands right in between. And uh, two, two outhouses. outhouses. And uh, Roman goes, they scared the shit out of that guy. So literally. <laughs> and then he comes out like, what's up, cowboy dude? Cowboy dude. So, and they're, they're walking and Ted goes, dude, this is just like frontier land. And Bill goes, except you get shot. Except you'll get shot here, dude. <laughs> so they go straight to the saloon and order beer. Cause why he not? He didn't even card us. He didn't even card us. So then Billy, the kid comes in and he's like, I need two men. And, um, they're like, we're with you, Mr. The kid. Mr. The kid. <laughs> so then he wants two guys to play poker with him. So he's like, here's the deal. Whatever I win, I keep. Whatever you win, I keep. <laughs> Sounds good to us, Mr. The Kid. <laughs> so they're playing poker, and fucking Bill's got the little cigar like Clint Eastwood in his mouth, and they're looking, and Ted gets his cards, and he gets all happy. He's like, dude. Three aces. No, no, but before that, he goes, dude, you got to have a poker face like me. And that's when it made it funnier, because then he looks, and, and Bill's the one that goes, three aces. <laughs> <laughs> so then they figure out, Billy the Kid's cheating. So then a bar fight breaks out, and everybody's fighting, and um, 
the these couple of guys come up to them and they're like, "Dude, we're totally weaker than you. There's no way we can fight you." And then Ted's like, "But you would you be willing to take two free passes to Waterloo Water Park, the coolest water park in San Dimas?" And then the guys grab them and throw them and their heads bust through the wall like Typical, like, cliche comedy bar fight type stuff. Mm -hmm. But both their heads go through the wall, and then they get pulled out. And the three guys are, like, staring at him. And Billy, the kid's there with him now. And the three guys are getting ready to beat him up. And then Ted goes, look, the Goodyear blimp. And they all look, and the one guy, like, jumbles his fucking gun and shoots himself in In the the foot. foot. (laughs) And they go running out of the bar, and he's like, I can't believe they fell for that. So then they get to the phone booth and they escape with Billy the Kid. You guys saved my life. Yeah, he's like, you saved my life. Where are we going to go? He's like, let's go to ancient Greece. So they all hop, hop, hop in the phone booth and they leave and they end up in ancient Greece in 410 BC. And they're here to see Socrates, who is speaking to a group of people. And Socrates. He's, Socrates. And he's the Socratic method. <laughs> and he's got like a big basin in front of him full of dirt. And he's pouring the dirt through his hands. He's like, we're just dirt in the hands of time. And then um, Bill and Ted show up, and everybody's staring at him. And Bill goes, dude, philosophize with him. And then uh, Ted goes, we're all just dust in the wind, dude. And Socrates doesn't know what he's saying. So Bill picks up dirt. He goes, dust? And he blows it. Wind. And then he points at him. He goes, you and Socrates gets all excited like these dudes are totally vibing with me they totally know what I'm talking about woohoo so um Socrates like, is like dictionary for the first time yeah so then Socrates <laughs> they're they're subtitling what he's saying he's like like sands through the hourglass so are the days of our lives <laughs> so then they hop in the phone booth with Socrates and Billy the Kid and they end up in England in the 15th century. So I got to pause for a second. Okay. I googled the <laughs> Socratic method. Oh boy. It says also known as method of uh, yep. Socrates. <laughs> the method of Socrates. So, uh, or I'm definitely not going to pronounce those right. So I'm just going to read the definition. It says is a form of cooperative, argumentative dialogue between individuals based on asking and answering questions to stimulate critical thinking. And to draw out ideas and underlining presumptions. Damn. We could use some of that in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Some Socratic method. Y'all bitches need some Socratic method. <laughs> and Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus. <laughs> you want to read anything else? Uh, yeah, I definitely pronounced the last word oh, wrong. Oh, shit. <laughs> the Socratic method, also known as the method of... Yelentius. Yeah, I was, I was like, I was gonna fuck that up for sure. Elentic method or Socratic debate. Yeah, the last word of the also definition. known. Oh wait, underlying presuppositions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, critical thinking and to draw out ideas and underlying presuppositions. Yeah, that sounds weird. Also known as a mass debate. <laughs> <laughs> Master debaters. Ba-da-tsh. Mass debate. I used to work uh, at a bait shop. And I was the the guy in charge. They called me the master. Of, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they end up in England in the 15th century, and they're telling, uh, oh, they get out, and, and Billy the Kid's like, where are we? Like, 15th century England. And Billy's like, excellent. And he goes, Billy, you are dealing with the oddities of time travel with the greatest of ease. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they tell Billy the Kid to wait with Socrates while they go find somebody to grab. And um, they they ask the one dude, are there anybody of historical significance around here? And they point to the castle behind them, and they're like, whoa, it's King Henry's castle. And then they see the princesses up in the loft there, and they're waving at him. And Ted's like, I'm, I'm in love. love. So Bill goes, it's a history report, not a babe report. And they end up sneaking into the castle, and they've got uh, suits of armor on so they can hide. And Bill goes, man, these are heavy. And Ted's heavy like, metal. yeah, heavy metal. And they all, the little guitar thing with their fingers. So then uh, they start sword fighting with each other because Ted grabs a sword and like whacks Bill over the helmet with it and they're sword fighting. And they're doing like Star Wars. I'm your father. I'll never rule the galaxy with you. And they're like, <laughs> sword, like dude, we totally know how to sword fight. So then... Um, Ted, or Bill accidentally knocks Ted down these stairs, and when he gets around the corner to see what happened, he sees the armor laying there, and a dude comes over with a sword and just runs it through the armor. He's like, no, you and killed what, Ted. Well, that was in a minute. Right now, oh. he's just like, Ted, no. So Bill's freaking out. He's like, everybody leaves, and he runs down to the armor, and he's like, bogus, heinous. Most non-triumphant. <laughs> so then the guard comes in. He's like, you killed Ted, you medieval dickweed. Dickweed. And I was telling you, this is a good play on the joke. Because he says, you killed Ted, you medieval dickweed. In Bill and Ted's bogus journey, they get killed by robots of themselves that were sent back by an evil guy from the future. And they go to hell and they end up coming back to face the robots. And they say... You totally killed us, you evil metal dickweeds. So it was a play on that from the first movie, Medieval Dickweeds. It was kind of funny. Anyway, so um, Ted, like, it was kind of impressive. Uh, Bill, like, starts kicking this guy's ass. Right. And then he gets, because he's mad because he thinks he killed Ted. But then he gets knocked down. The guy's about to kill him. And Ted comes out of nowhere and knocks the guy out. Mm-hmm. And he was, I, he, I don't know, he used a bone or something because he's like, he's a total bonehead. Bonehead. So then the guy's out, and um, Ted tells Bill he fell out of the armor when he went down the stairs. So he's like, I totally thought you were dead. And then they hug each other and step back, and they're all, fag. (laughs) Second movie. All right. In a row. Right. What a bunch of wimps. (laughs) (laughs) Tired of running from them. Right. So, um, So then they meet the princesses, and they ask him to prom, and they spouts like a little bit of poetry and they're all like oh wow but we're supposed to marry these old men and they're like oh no and we got to get you out of here so then the princesses take them in the castle and they're trying to help them hide and um because their dad is coming king henry or whoever Mm -hmm. so they run over and they open the door and he's standing there and he's like what's up royal ugly dudes (laughs) and that's when he's like put them in the iron maiden excellent execute them bogus so oh they introduce themselves too he goes i am the earl of preston and i am the duke of ted (laughs) (laughs) so funny so then they get captured and um they're on the chopping block they're gonna chop their heads off and he's like our adventure's taking a most heinous turn my friend or whatever so the executioners are about to 
kill them, but they cut the ropes instead because the executioners turn out to be Socrates, Socrates, and Billy the Kid. So then, <laughs> before that, when they're getting ready to be executed, this dude goes by on a carriage and he's got the phone booth on a trailer, mm-hmm. and he's like, "They're heretics! They <laughs> fell out of the sky! They're evil! Their <laughs> eyes were glowing! They were blah blah blah!" Like all this shit that didn't happen, right? So then when they escape, they run to the, the carriage that has the booth, and that's what they take, and they take oh, off. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So there's a crazy chase. Everybody's chasing them. They're knocking carts over and stuff. So then they manage to get back out to the country, mm-hmm. and they they jump in the booth, and Bill's trying to find somewhere to send them, but the booth is damaged because he tries to make the phone call, and it's like, we're sorry. The phone number you're trying to reach is not available at this time. Blah blah blah. And he's like, ah, and he's trying to dial him. And then the knight hits it with the the, the ball and chain. He almost does. No, he he hits. The oh, antenna. that's what fucks up the antenna. Mm-hmm. So they yeah they escape just in the nick of time and they end up in the future San Dimas mm-hmm. with the leader sitting there with the sunglasses on and everything and they realize that they're being revered by this whole thing because they come out and um, all these people start coming out. And they're like staring at him, like, "Oh, it's the great ones." Oh, look so, this! You know what you should have had clicked up right there? Hmm. Cult of personality. <laughs> and then CM Punk came out. Anyway, um, so they were like, "Say something," and he's like, "Be excellent to one another." And it was like, "Oh, all happy." And then Ted goes, "Party on, dude!" And everybody gets all happy, like, "Well, we got to go do our report." So everybody runs. They, they run back in, they go, and they realize then that the antenna's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And um, so then they cut to Napoleon hanging out with Deacon and two girls. Like, they're on a double date or something. It's really weird. Right. And they're at the Ziggy Piggy, which was really, what, Chuck E. Cheese? No, no, no. So it was a, it was a different... Uh, um, Peter Piper? No, no, no. It was just a different... Uh, local place or oh it really was that ziggy piggy place. it was it was something that, well the name was a little different but uh but i think now you were saying it was a turkey cheese on northern and like 43rd or something that was at the because I, I think they were somewhere else which was well. cool because my sister-in-law used to work at that one on 35th and northern yeah, yeah 35th and northern that's mm-hmm. it so anyway um and they get this big old thing of ice cream and napoleon's such a fucking dick like he's trying to eat all the ice cream and uh the girl goes to take the last spoonful and he like cuts it off with his spoon and takes it. And then he's like running his finger around the bowl to like wipe the bowl out. He's such a fucking prick. And the funny thing is they're eating Neapolitan. Napoleon. Yeah, Neapolitan. <laughs> so then uh, the guys come over like, oh, he finished it all. He's a ziggy piggy. He's a ziggy piggy. So then um, they cut to uh, Vienna, Austria, 1901, where they're grabbing Sigmund Freud. And they're like, what are we doing this for? And Bill's like, extra credit so then they they do this the next part kind of quick where they're grabbing everybody then they're in castle german castle germany in 1810 where they grab beethoven and then they're in orleans france in 1429 where they grab joan of arc and i thought it was cool because she's praying and the phone booth appears and ted's right there and he puts his hand out with like his finger and it's almost like the da vinci painting Mm -hmm. of man and god but then he turns it over and she grabs his hand and they pull her in the phone booth. So then they're in Outer Mongolia in 1209 where they grab Genghis Khan. And then um, they got him with a Twinkie. They're like, you want a Twinkie, Genghis Khan? <laughs> and then... Um, he was getting rapey right there. He was, right. He's about to totally. take over that concubine. Right. He was totally pulling an Ajax right, right. there. And then chicks were like, we ain't no horse. We ain't no horse. 
<laughs> anyway, so uh, then they show up at the White House in 1863, and they take Abe Lincoln. And then we cut back to Napoleon, who is uh, bowling with Deacon and them girls. And uh, he's cheating because he's fucking changing the his bowling <laughs> score. He's such a fucking dirtbag. And I see him do it, too. Yeah. He's like, what? So then he gets up to bowl. I think he puts like a one. Yeah, he puts a one in front of his 42. <laughs> so he bowls and he slips on the fucking alley. And he throws the ball and he like belly flops onto the alley. And, and then the... The ball goes into the gutter, and he's like, shit, shit, shit. But he's saying it in French, and they're uh, subtitling it. He said shit at least, at least yeah. eight times. And the fucking the whole bowling alley is laughing at him. So then Deacon and his friends ditch Napoleon. and then, ditch him. Yeah, he's lame. So then Napoleon ends up getting kicked out of because he goes to leave, and the guy's like, you haven't paid. And then he ends up getting kicked out of the bowling alley. And then um, we cut back to Bill and Ted, who are in San Dimas in 1 million BC and they're uh, passing out chocolate pudding to everybody as a snack. And Ted's like, this is a snack for time travel or whatever. <laughs> so then they're fix, trying to fix the antenna and then they've got everybody chewing gum and everybody's passing the gum down. And you, this really grossed you out. Like, they passed it Ugh. up to Bill who was trying to fix the antenna with it. And then you see that later on they fixed the antenna with gum and pudding cans. <laughs> So, like, he, he squished the gum and you hear it twice. Yeah, like, it was so nasty. <laughs> I was like, ugh. So then they all pile back in the phone booth to take out. They're like, I hope this works. And there's a bunch of, there's a couple of cavemen right there when it takes off and they're all scared. And then the cavemen, after they leave, they're like, we could have saved you money on your car insurance so easy by switching to Geico. <laughs> I know, right? Anyway. So, uh. I think Brendan Fraser was in that scene. Oh. <laughs> no, I just looked like him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so then they go back to San Dimas and um, talk to themselves again. So now they're the us's from the future, mm -hmm. but they're in the present talking to the us's mm -hmm. from the past. And uh, I was telling you earlier that I toyed with doing a intro, intro. for this episode mm -hmm. where the future us's talk to these us's. <laughs> and I was telling you, like, it took us like a half hour, 45 minutes to cut those Pulp Fiction intros. We were never going to make it through that shit. Because yeah, we would have had to record ourselves first and then go back and answer the recording of ourselves. Yeah, it would have been bad. All right, can you, can you give, me, can you give me the distorted a little bit? It would have been an epic, epic fail. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And it would have been funny for the outtakes. Though. Oh, man. That's all it would have been was outtakes. Right. We would have took that shit right out. Like, no. But well, it we'll was better to do the stick where we're coming to you from the past. Right. <laughs> so anyway, um, now they go back to uh, San Dimas and they talk to themselves again. And um, they're like, we have plenty of time because now we realize what Rufus was talking to them about at the beginning of the mm -hmm. movie. Because he's like, oh, my gosh, this, this whole conversation is different. Yeah. He goes, this conversation makes so much more sense this time. <laughs> so then Ted's like, we have all kinds of time. We got like 10 hours. He goes, no, you have two hours. And he's like, Ted, you didn't set your watch. And that's like, when he says. I better remind myself again. To Ted, don't watch. forget to wind your watch. Which he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> so then they go back to Bill's house. And they have all the, the people with them. And they're introducing Missy to the gang. And it's so funny because they're like, this is uh, Johnny Socrates and uh, <laughs> uh, Billy Freud and uh, Jason the Kid and uh, 
Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway, so uh, she's like, well, there's sodas in the fridge. And they're like, could you give us a ride? They're trying to get a ride to the mall. And she's like, well, you're not getting a ride to anywhere until you do your chores. So then... Um, we have the montage of everybody. The playing. montage of all the guys helping them do their chores. And, like, uh, the best thing is Genghis, Genghis Khan, Khan cleaning the toilet and, like, combing his hair with the toilet brush and trying to drink out of it. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. And, like, uh, Beethoven's cleaning the windows. Joan of Arc's <laughs> cleaning in the kitchen or whatever. So then they get a ride. They finish with the chores. They get a ride to the mall. And they're coming up the escalators at Metro Center. Metro Center. And, and, uh, and we knew exactly where it was too. Right, totally. So You're like, oh, that's you, right there. You come up, the, you come up the escalator, and right where it was. So before the mall closed, that whatever that shop is to the right of them, uh-huh. that's a Sprint store, and right yes. across from that yes. is Journeys. Right. And if you if you make that right and go straight down, it's the food court. Food court. Yep. Yes. So cool. <laughs> I kind of want to go get in there and do a tour. I love the those abandoned mall videos. Mm-hmm. Those are so cool. Anyway, so then uh, Bill's telling everybody, he paired everybody up. He said, remember who your buddy is, <laughs> sticking them together. So, and they're late for their presentation. So they're trying to get everybody at the mall to see what's going on. And then they're leaving them there so they can go get Napoleon from Deacon. And then they realize that Deacon ditched Napoleon. They're like, what? What? what you ditched him? And Deacon goes, he was a dick. <laughs> And they, they, there was no rebuttal with that. Right? They couldn't even argue. There was no So then rebuttal. they're like, all right, if we were Napoleon and we were in San Dimas for one day, where would we go? And they're like, Waterloo, Waterloo. which is totally hilarious because that's where he Napoleon does. was defeated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they show Napoleon at the water park. Which is Golfland Sunsplash. Yes. And uh, he sneaks in with a bunch of little kids, which is hilarious. And he realizes he can go down the water slide. And he fucking loves it. So then he's like running up the stairs, like knocking little kids out of the way and fucking cutting in front of everybody. He's such a fucking dick. Because he's a dick. And he keeps going down the water slide over and over again. And it's so funny. Pushing At the one down. point, he gets out of the water because he's wearing like this one piece under thing that they would wear back then. It's white. He gets out of the water and he's totally naked underneath. It's like a wet t-shirt contest. Well, of course you're <laughs> naked under clothes. So funny. <laughs> and I'm not naked under my clothes. It's see I got more through. clothes. I know. Yeah, I was totally see <laughs> So uh, the last time he gets out of the pool, Bill and Ted are there with the towel, and they pick him up, and he doesn't want to leave, but they pull him in anyway. So then we jump to the montage of the guys at the mall, and like Joan of Arc's doing the aerobics, and everybody's getting into everything, and uh, Beethoven's in the music store with like the double-layered keyboards, and he's got going off on everything. Uh, Billy the Kid, and this is the best part. Billy the Kid and Socrates are like picking up chicks at the mall. And Billy the Kid's like, hey, we're from history. <laughs> he pulls out a wanted poster. And then Freud comes up With and he's got a dog. fucking corn dog. And I should have played that corn dog. Right. <laughs> hey, kids, don't fight over that wiener. That was the first thing that popped in right. my head, I promise you. And it was just funny that Freud had a big corn dog in his hand. And the chicks are all giggling. And then they take off. So, Geek. And yeah. And then Billy the Kid's like, Thanks a lot, loser or whatever, for like cock blocking him. And then, yeah, Socrates calls him a geek. And he's like, what is geek? (laughs) (laughs) So then we got Genghis Khan at the sporting goods store with the bat. And he's like flailing it around and he starts beating the shit out of a mannequin. And then uh, the security's like, oh shit, we got a live one here. Abe Lincoln's in the photo booth getting his picture taken. And uh, 
the guy's like, all right, I need the beard and the hat back. He's like, these are mine. They belong to me. I'm Abe Lincoln. He's like, no, you're not. And they fight over it. And Abe Lincoln takes off running. So then security's after him, too. And then Freud has a kick me sign. <laughs> They're trying to get out. Somebody put a kick me sign on the back of Freud's back. And they run out onto the ice rink because there used to be an ice rink at Metro Center That's where you could nice. go ice skating, which was awesome. And um, everyone gets arrested. And then the guy's trying to process Freud. And he's like, tell me your name. He's like, tell me your name. He's like, why do you keep doing that? And he goes, tell me about your mother. <laughs> so then um, everyone's getting booked. And Abraham Lincoln's like, I was born in February of 1806 or whatever it was. February 12th. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. President's Day. That was the other thing they said about Abraham. George Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Born on President's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's getting booked. And then they go back to the high school, and one of the stupid jocks is up trying to give his report, and he's totally bombing, and he's like, San Diego's football is the best ever! And it was like, yeah! yeah! And then you see, he's, what's the teacher's name? Mr. Ryan? Yeah. I think. You see him put an F by his name. He puts the F, well, he puts the Fs also by Bill and Ted's name, because they haven't shown up yet. Mm -hmm. So, um, then we have, um, they're trying to break the guys out of prison. Like, so if they, only we had the keys. So they're in they're in the car with Missy with right. uh, Napoleon. Right. They leave they so they pull they up leave to Napoleon the, with Missy. Right. They pull up to the the jail or whatever. Right. And they go in and uh, the Napoleon dad, look the, the funny thing is Napoleon's in the back at first. Right. And then and when they go back out he's up front. He's trying to make a he's move. He's totally scheming on he's Missy. He's trying to make a move on Missy mom. <laughs> so then we have this whole crazy time travel setup thing. Where they're like, we need the keys. Like, well, we'll go back to two days ago and steal the keys then, and then we'll have them now. Hide them in this bush right here. And then they bend over. Oh, there it is. Because they've gone back in the future to the mm -hmm. past and done this and set it up for themselves. So that's why the keys were missing to begin with because right. Ted really did take his dad's keys. It's really funny. So then they go back in, and they're hiding, and they're like, we need to distract your dad. And like, do you have a tape recorder? Yeah. All right, we'll go back and get the tape recorder, set a timer on it. For and 205 yeah. or something like that. And he looks at his watch, and then it goes off, Dad, Dad. And it's the tape recorder that they set up. <laughs> so the dad goes over to check it out, and they sneak past. And then they left a note for themselves. Because mm -hmm. luck, Bill and Ted, by the way, duck. And they duck just as somebody walks by. And then, so then they get in the back, and they break out the gang. They open up the doors, and everybody's leaving. And it's hilarious. Because two hookers are escaping with them. You don't really see it, but they follow them out of the... They're like, yay, we got out. And then um, the hookers are like, we're not whores. We're not whores. <laughs> <laughs> and they look back in the, in the fucking cell, and Mercy was there. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm, she's like, I'm not a whore, and I stole this jacket. <laughs> you want to fuck? Because <laughs> my nipples are hard. Look at my nipples. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyway, so then um, Ted's dad comes in. He's like, what are you guys doing? He goes, remember to set up a trash can. And then a trash can falls on him. It says it's Wild a, Stallions rule. It says Wild Stallions rule on it. <laughs> so then the teacher is, uh, that's when the teacher is giving, he's giving them an because F. Because there was another jock up. Right, yes. So then um, they're like, I want to thank everybody for coming. Uh, we're one report short, so I guess we're going to get out of here early. And then all the lights go off. And it's history. It's history, history report, report time. <laughs> so they're like, um, welcome to the 1988 history world tour. And then Billy the Kid comes out and is like, I'm Billy the Kid. And I want to introduce you to you two most excellent guys. 
Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. And yay, and then um Missy comes sneaking in the back door and she sits down next to Mr. Ryan. So earlier in the movie we when they were studying, say, yep. so they were like, Ryan. What are you studying for? She, they're like, history. She's like, Oh, Mr. Ryan? And they're like, Yeah. And tell she gets the sheepish grin. She's like, Tell him I said hi. And we're like, Oh, we know how Missy passed history. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Anyway, so then she comes in and sits next to Ryan. He's like, Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> Oh my god, I sounded like the mom from Friday. Like, hey girl, how are you? And then as soon as the lady leaves, she's like, Oh, oh look at you. <laughs> anyway. So then uh Bill and Ted's dads pull up. To, oh, uh first uh Socrates comes out and Ted is um what's it called? Uh translating for Socrates because he doesn't speak English. He's like, he likes the mall and baseball. <laughs> and blah 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 so then they show bill and ted's dads coming pulling up to the school and they're arguing with each other about their kids and it's funny because ted's dad you're right is totally blaming everything on missy mm-hmm. and then he ends up married to her in the next movie so then freud has bill has ted laying on the couch and he's like pretty much saying all of Ted's dad's problems are from his own insecurities and that's why he's projecting it onto ted and blah 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 <laughs> and um he said uh he looks at Bill and he goes, you want to lay down? And Bill goes, no, I'm fine. I just got a minor Oedipus complex. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, an Oedipus complex is a mental condition where you want to have sex with your mother, which is why it was funny because of Missy Mom. Right. Anyway, the more you know. Bing. So then Genghis Khan comes up and they're talking about Genghis Khan and he's got weapons. He's being a badass like twirling the fucking thing around and everything and then joan of arc comes up and she's like sword, sword fighting. fighting with uh bill. T- with bill and then napoleon comes up and he's got they've got little army men set up and he's like laying everything out ted goes i don't, I don't think, think that's gonna, gonna work. work and napoleon gets all mad and like sweeps everything off the table <laughs> because he's a dick right because he's such a dick so then uh beethoven's playing the keyboards and they're like he likes mozart and so-and-so, and Bon Jovi, slippery when wet. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Socrates, they're like, Socrates, love San Dimas. And everybody's like, yeah. So then they pull out Abe Lincoln, and Abe Lincoln's giving like the Gettysburg Address, but he's like, four score and seven minutes ago. <laughs> and then at the end, he, he gives the whole speech. He's like, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Yeah. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's cheering. And they're like, thank you, San Dimas. And they all get in the phone booth. And then all the Back to the Future lightning and fire stuff starts happening. And they disappear. And the whole crowd's like, we want more. We want more. So then they switch to later. And Bill and Ted are practicing. Mm-hmm. But Ted looks kind of sad and kind of mopey. And Bill's like, what's wrong, Ted? And he's like, dude, we traveled all through time and did all that shit. We're still here. Nothing's different, you know? And, like, I think it's time we need to really learn how to play these instruments because we (laughs) suck. And they're like, yeah, agreed. So then Rufus shows up. The phone booth shows up. Rufus shows up, and he's got the princesses with him. Got two bitches with him. Yeah. (laughs) He bring the hoes, for sure. There's some hoes in (laughs) In this house. house. There's There's some some hoes in this house. (laughs) So Rufus comes out. 
and the princesses are with them, but they're dressed in like modern clothing. Mm -hmm. And they're like, whoa, where'd you get these clothes? And they're like, Rufus showed us this thing called the mall and credit cards. <laughs> like, oh, no. And the Alaskan fire drag. Never mind. Anyway, um, <laughs> so then they're like, awesome. So then Rufus tells them, you had to pass history because if you got split up, there'd have been no band. And that's when he tells him, your music ended a war and changed the world and brought humanity together. And like, really? He's like, yeah. He goes, can you sign this CD for my kids? It's funny because it's a CD. Right. There's, there's no CDs anymore. They're all, yeah, but they were using those <laughs> in the 26th century. Anyway, so they're signing CDs. Like, and how the princess is signed too because they're in the band. They're like, they are. So then they're signing them. Do you mind if I rock out with you? He goes over to, uh, and they were like, you can call me Fred Flintstone. I can make your bed rock. <laughs> anyway, uh, I haven't heard that song in forever. I love that shit. <laughs> I can make your bed rock. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Rufus goes back over to the phone booth, and he's like, I got some presents for you guys. And he comes out, and he's got these two brand new guitars. And he's like, can I jam with you? And they're like, yeah. The, do you play? And Rufus like, I play a little. And then he fucking shreds around. And he's like, totally they're like, whoa. And then uh, the girls jump on like the keyboards and the drums. And they all start to play. And it's fucking horrible. Hot ass mess. Right? And Rufus looks at the camera and he goes, they do get better. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and then they roll credits. Roll fucking credits. And that's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All right, that's the movie. So, scale of one to ten. Seven. Solid seven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would give it a solid seven also. I love the fact that uh, a lot of it was filmed here. Yes. In Arizona. Yes. A little hometown. Yes. And, and uh, again, I didn't even know that before. Today, you were today years today old. Today years old. When you learned that. <laughs> Look, that shit's badass. It is. For sure. And then um, I love, the, again, uh, the nostalgia factor of uh -huh. it. Um, because like I said, I was like in eighth grade when this movie came out. So mm -hmm. going to the movies at that time was a, like a special thing. It wasn't something I did all the time. When I became an adult, I go to the movies all the time whenever I felt like it. Right. But when I was young, like I had to have somebody to go with, mm -hmm. I had permission to go. I'd talk mm -hmm. to my parents, what are you going to see? And then I have to tell them I'd have to lie and say I was going to see something when I was going to see something else. Cause I couldn't go see horror movies. And then like the time, um, we, uh, Oh, what did we say we were going to see? And then we were going to go see Pretty Woman because we, we thought there'd be nudity <laughs> in it. It was so stupid. Speaking of nudity, BBG meter. We see, we see like some, we see what the top of her bra. Yeah, I think I got, oh yeah, when Missy bends over. I think we're at zeros all Zero. the way across on this one. That's all right. It's a comedy. Yeah. It's nice, wholesome family fun. Right. Um, but yeah, BBG meter not on this one. Yeah. We'll have to. On the next movie, though, I think we'll have a little bit of a BBG yeah, on the next movie. Mm -hmm. If you guys remember, um, on The Warriors, we talked about what we were going to do this time after Bill and Ted. I actually turned the mics off because mm -hmm. I wanted it to be a surprise. Right. So let's go ahead and reveal that now. This is what we're going to be doing next time on 700 Tapes Podcast. Jack Farrington. I fly the Arctic Weather Patrol. Last month, I was out in the middle of the street when I came across this. Congratulations, you found a boat in the middle of the ocean. What do you think a ship like this could be worth? Depends on if we have the right to salvage it. I do know one thing, sea gives you an opportunity to take it. Well, Murph, I think you should get up here. 
an ocean liner. It's the Antonio Grasa. Any sign of what might have happened? Nothing. No passengers. No crew. No captain. No mention of anything of the ship's log. What do you make of that? A ghost ship. I saw something I couldn't possibly have seen. I think I saw a little girl. So if you didn't know, now you know, that is Ghost Ship. We're going to be doing that next time on the 700 Days Podcast. We're easing it in. Right. Going right into October, even though it's the beginning of September. We're easing it in to Halloween. So we just got the tip in right now. We're just going to ease it in a little bit. Before you know it, we're going to be fucking three knuckles deep in Halloween, baby. Bam. Bam. So yeah, Ghost Ship, that's going to be next. And I just had an idea for what we could do after Ghost Ship. Okay. That it's a perfect movie companion to Ghost Ship. Gotcha. And I'll tell you when we get off the air. But you're going to be like, <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. So that was Bill and Ted. We hope you guys enjoyed that. And uh, like we said, we will be back next week, which is really two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Because we're coming to you from the past. Right. We're going to jump in our phone booth and get the fuck up out of here. Mm-hmm. I am Jasperino on behalf of my co-host with the most, Mr. Roman Alvarado, the legacy himself. We hope you guys have a good week. We hope you have a safe trip to and from Cali. Atlanta. Atlanta, sorry. (laughs) To and from Atlanta Uh uh, to see your daughter. Give her the best from all of us freaks and weirdos in the outlands of Arizona. And we will catch you motherfuckers on the flip side.
It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon, and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween.